everybody. Welcome to D-Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it podcast. This month, your movie hosts, because we're not talking about a D-Com, are... See, not even a movie of the month, just we're just tossing it in random. It's just a bonus, bonus baby. Just giving you a little prize in your Cheerios, like it's just extra. It's, you might say, it's Christmas in July. <laughs> I know, brilliant. Anyway, I'm Lucas. And I'm Emma. And we are here today to talk about the Disney Channel premiere film that's what it was called no right? it was didn't even premiere on Disney Channel oh yeah they right. ripped it off a different t- I, yeah, probably right. a Canada <laughs> station the, no I think it said it was Germany it was like a German thing or, in English yeah or I don't know it, I, taste, it tasted of Canada to me it tasted of it Canada it had the mouthfeel of Canada I don't like that phrasing one bit I watched it and I said Canada one thing you guys need to know up tube is that this movie Toop? did not originally premiere on an ABC Disney property in America. It said, we don't know where it originally came. Click on the station. I, yeah, hang on. It says on Wikipedia, so uh, originally aired on Super RTL. Super RTL is a German free-to-air television. Network. Okay, it was German. It was German. Yeah. yeah. Um, don't so, know why it's in English, but... Really quickly for everyone at home that hasn't seen this movie, I've never seen this movie before in my life. Neither did I. Apparently they played it a ton on Disney Channel. It came out the year I was born. As did many movies that we've watched. 13th Year came out in 93. No, it did not. Yes, it did. It came out in 99. Disney Channel, DCOM brand didn't start till 98. Right, well, I'm an idiot. Yeah, no, I've never seen this before, but it's always been on, like, that periphery of Disney Channel stuff, like, with My Day with the President's Daughter and, like, uh, life-size stuff where people are like, oh, yeah, I remember that being on Disney Channel all the time. But, but it's it was... not a Disney Channel original movie, which right. be- becomes blindingly clear later on. Well, I think it become blindingly clear in the first five minutes of the <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but also, like, what I'm trying to get at, which I keep circling around and need to come back to, is that, like, this movie was in its entirety on a different station. Disneyland took it, cut it down, edited it. To play it on Disney Channel. Yeah. To edit out swearing, profanity, overtly and sexual And they didn't things. do a... I mean, there's still a lot of the overtly if sexual... If this is the edited down version, yeah. I would love to see the MC-17 version uh, yeah, of I like Q. to imagine that it's like hardcore German pornography at a certain point. I like, don't just weird know and what experimental. they could cut out. Because this shit is wild. There's it's a reason wild. they don't play this anymore, guys. There is a reason. Well, it's also a reason. The reason it's also is because it's been, what, 23 years? Is that how that math shakes out? Yeah, because 13 would be... How old are you? 23. Been 23 years. I, okay, I feel dumb. I was going to make fun of you for forgetting that, that I was born 96. I forgot it, that you were born 96. Yeah, I feel dumb because I should have just added my age. You should feel better because I was just in my mind being like, oh, he's my age. I was like, oh, we were both born in like 93, 92. Oh, yeah, because well, we're just cool years. like that. We're just, You're so mature, Luke. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, the, but also, the reason a good point, this is technically the oldest thing we reviewed by that metric. It shows. <laughs> yeah. You can see it in the prod value, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. And by the things they say and do. Yeah, let's just get this out of the way. This movie's bad. Terrible. It's real bad, folks. And All this guy's verging on unwatchable for me. Yeah, for her, I was just kind of like letting, taking the punches as they came. It's not like Dad Napped where I like felt my soul leaving my body while I was watching it. It's not, no, it's not like that awful, but it is just, it, I was so disinterested in the whole thing, and I know you guys think I'm disinterested in basically everything we watch, but unless I Unless you pick it. Unless I pick it. I was very, I, I struggled to pay attention to this thing. I honestly believe not through a fault of my own. I think the movie actually is incredibly boring, plot-wise. I, I disagree that it's boring, I wasn't struggling to pay attention. Well, no, it is boring. Let me rephrase. Thank you. It's boring movie. Join me here. It's a boring movie, but not because it's like badly written. 
like, it's just boring because they gave up. They just gave up writing the thing. I said to Luke up the moment it finished, I turned to him and I go, this whole movie feels like a storyboard. Like, it, it was a yeah, script. A rough draft. That someone, like, hashed out. They're like, okay, so then there's going to be a ghost and he can see her, but no one else can see her, even if they're holding the bracelet. And we'll explain that Never. at some point. And we'll just, we'll, we'll figure out how we're going to do that later. And then it's like, and then also there's going to be a deed and they're, they're going to want the deed. We're not, we're going to explain why they want it later. And they never get around to those no. layers. Like none of it, the things are fleshed out and you're like, who are those people? Why do they want that? How did they do that? What does this mm-hmm. mean? It like, really, it really, that's what I'm saying is boring because just you, you don't care about the story. There is a story, but you don't care and it doesn't make any sense. Nope. And there's like three different stories and they're all supposed to be the same story. They're not. It's important for you guys to know that I had no idea what the fuck this movie was about jumping into it. So my notes for the first like 30 are me just screaming about how this movie starts because (laughs) it is not what I thought was happening at all. That's very surprising because while we were watching it, Emma was very stoic because I assumed because she was so bored. I was stunned in the beginning. I was quite literally stunned. I was stunned into silence, which as you guys know is not common for me. mm -hmm, Very true. Oh yeah, let's just, let's just hop into it because I, it like, I won't say like, if you remember this movie, maybe you want to watch it. Uh, Piracy's bad. It's all on YouTube, uh, so you can just watch it there. Piracy's bad. But, uh, it's gonna, we're gonna struggle to just describe some things because you think we're gonna be leaving details out. I saw the poster for this because you did the poll for it on Twitter. Yeah. And I thought it was gonna be two people falling in love at the prom and hijinks. <laughs> that actually was the best part. So I knew this basic plot. I knew there was a ghost thing involved. And this was- I also, the name Susie Q, I thought, I was like, she's gonna be a goody two shoes and she's gonna fall for a bad boy and hijinks will ensue. That's what uh, I no. thought was going to happen. Uh, yeah, no. So I knew there was a ghost thing involved. And so when I, I guys so, didn't know. So when the movie starts in 1955 and Emma just goes, why are we in 1955? I, I was like, oh, you'll see. <laughs> he looked at me like someone, you know how like there's like those videos of people on like big water rides who like, he looked at me. At like I knew the drop was like, coming. Like he knew the drop was coming and I didn't. And I was like, why are we in the 50s? And Luke was like, just watch. Just. And I was like, where <laughs> no, believe, are we going? No, I believe the phrasing was, why are we in the 50s? Are we, why are we in and I just went, yup. I was like, he didn't give me anything. And I was like, all right, buckle it yeah. in. And then, okay, so here's my thought process as someone coming into this totally blind. First of all, I said 1955. What is the plot of this movie? <laughs> this is not what I thought it was going to be. I thought this was going to be a 90s sitch, an Amy Jo Johnson jam. You know what I have mean? They, have they ever done, like, a, a Disney Channel period piece like if they're no that's why i was freaking out there's not a period piece yeah like we, we haven't done any d- decoms or is folklore america a period piece maybe i don't know i haven't but seen like, folklore america. i think the farthest we go back in the pure disney channel period pieces is is like the 80s no no one's going before like yeah i think that's true oh mm. no color friendship just because they call her friendship no, but that's the 70s that's still mm-hmm. that's still yeah. before the 50s i was like this is in the 50s what's the plot of this movie what'd you get yourself into emma Next thing, I'm watching the credits. Shelley Long is in this movie. This woman has an Emmy for Cheers. She's in this thing. <laughs> Interesting. And then... Well, the thing I think that is more noticeable immediately by the credits is that it's just a prolonged shot of Amy Jo Johnson getting, getting dressed. dressed. And then on my next note was, is she a prostitute? <laughs> What's with this danger, devil angel imagery? She's like sexily putting on stockings and like... Uh, like on lipstick, lipstick. And, and it's like and then like there's a halo over her name like mm-hmm. devil horns and I'm like is she a, a good girl turned prostitute <laughs> I knew that was wrong because it was it, a Disney it was, channel it, well, no it wasn't a Disney channel it was German you don't know where German boundaries lie 
But it was still a movie intended for children. So, like... But I went prostitute first. That's true. But here's where I'm going to pop in, because it's time for me to talk about the thing Emma hates when I talk about. It's time to talk about Power Rangers for it's a quick not. second. Amy Jo Johnson, as I'm sure you all know, is the pink Power Ranger from the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series. This movie was written by Doug Sloan and Shuki Levy, two producers on Power Rangers. So I don't know why they needed to make this movie for Germany? Maybe it was shot in Canada and they just could only get Germany to distribute it. Yeah, they just I don't made... Know. This, this gives me the intense vibe. They made this movie and were like, here you go, and everyone was like, absolutely not. So they should But Germany, Germany said, yes. So she's putting on this big pink prom dress, like puffy and it's like 50s or whatever, and they definitely... I, I got the vibe that did the I'm same... I'm just not talking because I want to hear Luke try to describe this dress for five more minutes to see okay. it gets. I was going to say was I definitely think they did the credits like this to, because they're like, well, all the boys are currently horny for Amy Jo Johnson after being a Power Rangers. And so they're like, well, she's every boy in America's crush currently so let's get some sexy shots of her putting on some stockings that's definitely She's what i got straight up serving sex in this scene and i was uncomfortable there's also been a weird you so see her bare back like as she so, slinks oh, the yeah. dress on but she's also like so sexier but then there's like this weird beat where she's putting on lipstick and it's like and straight up is really bad at putting on <laughs> lipstick is like she'll start going and then like smears it all over her mouth and then she wipes it off and like starts going and then smears it all over her mouth and then wipes it off and I was like what are we supposed to learn from this spoiler alert nothing mm-hmm. it's like a weird nothing. sensual lip scene of her not being able to put on lipstick also something that is important about the credits is it's set to the song Susie Q by Dale Hawkins which is what she and the film are named for with no adequate real explanation. Her last name is Quinn. It's yeah, Susie, Susie Quinn. Q. Susie Quinn. But, like, why did they land on that? Where it's just like, oh, hey, there's a song called Susie Q. You're Susie Q. That's your name forever now, and that's all we're going to call you in this movie. I don't agree with that analysis at the, all. Are you on this movie side up, or something? If you grew up in the 90s and your name was Eileen, you think everyone's going to be like, come on, Eileen. Like, that's <laughs> what this is. It's like, her name is Susie Q. It's a popular song at the time. They're all going to call her Susie Q. Okay, fair. Whatever. Oh, also, uh, IMDb Trivia says that that song didn't come out until 1957, so it really wasn't a song of the time. Then the podcast is over. Good night. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, so she's getting all dolled up for her boyfriend. Up. Who's ugly, by the way? This boyfriend looks like a fucking disaster in the face. I by the way, did, did you catch what his last name was? No. Johnny Angel? Because uh, that was also the original name in German, I believe, was Angel in Pink, which is Angel in Pink. Um, Guys, I don't know if we tease it up. This she's gonna movie die. is a ghost story, and she's dead. You'd think, well, Emma, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I think you meant to say basketball movie, but we'll get there. Ah, <laughs> so, in one way. So, she is finishes getting ready, and the boyfriend, like, rolls up in his car or whatever, and then she goes to check in on our grandfather, who is riddled with dementia. And <laughs> okay. He has dementia. It seems like they I don't want to be laughing because he's doing a performance that it makes it really hard to pin down what's exactly going on. Yeah, with him. yeah, yeah. Because he's falling all over the place, but then also shaking. says shaking and then says things like this. So they, yeah, I'm gonna make queen of the ball, <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck is going on? He also call all he calls her Betsy, which I guess was is that the mom's name? No, I think it's the mom's mom's name. Okay. I think I don't remember. It's not important. He's not a well man. No, it's sad, and it's like a weird curveball because it's like here's this super sexy mom. Montage set to a rock Here's song. Here's a naked chick. Oh, and now her grandpa Grandpa's has dementia. How you, I, like, I bet you feel real weird with that boner, huh, kids? Uh, <laughs> Death comes for us all eventually. Yep. Then, like, she goes downstairs. <laughs> you okay? I really got Emma with that. about the cut between everyone having a boner to this guy. 
<laughs> anyway, so uh, she goes downstairs to Johnny, and he's like, wow, you look great. Johnny's face looks like a fucking baseball mitt. He's so ugly. <laughs> uh, he gives her the corsage. The dad and mom want to take a picture. Also, the dad's the coach for Johnny, I guess. I thought that was going to be a more important I also... Point. I'm rehashing this now, looking at my notes. I thought that Johnny played football. It, yeah, I thought so too initially, because but all they say is like you're gonna really give it to the Raiders next time, son, or whatever. But and then we learn later the dad is the bat was the old basketball, basketball coach, coach, so it's basketball. basketball. But that's not on us. They didn't make it clear. He also and has a very football like letterman. He does. Yeah, he does have a football. Yeah, you're right. Um, so then they go... No, nope. first he gives her a bracelet. He does give her this special bracelet. He said he's been saving it for a special occasion. It's a charm bracelet. It's a charm. No. I actually thought, I actually thought it was funny the way he says, like, it's got some things on it, and we can put more things on it if you want. Charm bracelet. Yeah, I like that description. It was funny. charm bracelet. And, uh, so yeah, then they're driving... And like singing along to the radio, and then they're like, "I love you, Johnny Angel. I love you, Susie Q." He has a weird Southern accent. I don't yeah, know we're we're in Washington. Yeah, also, yeah, that's something to address. Like we said, we know it's 1955 because we get a beautiful Chiron telling us the time, the location. It is a fictional town, by the way. Well, yes, of course. But Emma always complains that we never know where we are, and that get literally the first thing on screen. Wind is, of the Willows, Wisconsin, uh, Washington. What is it? Willow Creek, Willow. Willow Hallow. Nope. <laughs> you, every freaking movie, you complain that you, they never tell us where we are. And the one time they tell us so blatantly. Wind in the Willows. Nope. I know it's Washington. Willow Valley, Washington. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, so they're, they're driving, having a great time. And then all of a sudden she just yells, stop the car. And he's like, what's wrong? In the middle of a bridge. She deserves to be dead. This is stupid as fuck. Oh, yeah, it's really dumb. Also, let me skip over the grandfather interaction. The grandfather is saying he needs to give papers to the mom. She's like, oh, I'll send mom right up. Don't worry about it. But she then stops she the starts car. taking pictures and she forgets to send the mom up. So yes. they, she's left for the winter formal without sending the mom up to the grandfather. That is weirdly important later. Yes. Well, it's important right now because she goes, oh, I forgot to tell my mom to go check on grandpa. And Johnny says the rational thing, which is like, she'll probably go up there eventually. Like, this isn't like a pressing thing. It's not like he's like, I need more medication that's keeping me yeah. alive. And then she's like, no, nah, I gotta go, just go do it. So let's just turn around and go tell them. And then he's like, okay. Also, he has like, the car has like a sticky transmission. We see that when they first leave. And so they're on this bridge and there's like, they, they like show them drinking and driving. Yeah, they're right? drinking. Yeah, there's like a car drinking and driving coming up behind them and they can't get Again, the car out of the way. This is a Disney now, Channel anyone, movie that they're showing on Disney Channel. Yeah, any movie they're showing on Disney Channel. Any smart person would say, hey, let's get out of the car and get out of the way of this oncoming car. Even if the car gets destroyed, we won't die. That'd be great. But then the drunk driver rams in the back of them and they go like, they do like a slow fall on the, off the They're side of the bridge. They're teetering on the edge it's, of the bridge for a while. It's the opening. It's how the couple dies in Beetlejuice. That's basically what it is. I also, again, guys, back to me. Didn't know that this was a ghost movie. So I'm sitting here watching this and I'm like, oh, yeah, this was also a good moment. I was like, they're going to get out, right? <laughs> I was like, they're going to get out. Like the car's just sitting there. It's like yeah. kind of teetering. And I was like, Oh, I'm gonna get out. The noises Emma was making while we were like, watching. I was this like, was they're gonna get out. Cause like, I was like, the movie has just begun. She's obviously our main character, Amy Johnson. And they go into the water and yep. I notice, I was like, oh they my go god, to they're gonna, they're gonna swim out, right? I thought they were gonna <laughs> swim out. They still are laying there like lifeless loafs. I would say they go to a watery grave. No, they do. Yeah. And then my next note is, I'll write, say this to you verbatim, in all caps, swim? <laughs> and I was like, get out and swim. And then I said, oh my god. This movie is opening with a Chappaquiddick situation. This is a Chappaquiddick. What's We're a Chappaquiddick? Obviously, as we all know, is where that Kennedy killed that girl in the river. She drowned in the car. 
He didn't call the police. There's a whole movie about it. Okay. So, yeah, they're dead. Um, And then we cut to a 40 years later. Uh, so 1995, back in the wheelhouse of, of kids' movies at the time. And it, there's a family on the side of the road looking at a map being like, hey, did we take the right turn? There's a there's an older teenage son, a little sister, and a mom. Where's the dad, you ask? We'll get there, but I think you can already guess. Also, Shelley Long is the mom, by the way, when I brought yeah. up Shelley Long earlier. She looks so good. I was like, at first glance, because I wasn't, again, paying attention that hard, I was like, are those two people together? And then I realized that that was supposed to be her son. (laughs) (laughs) The kid doesn't look great. Yeah, he has some weird hairline problems, or just hair in general problems. This kid has a lot of problems that I want to delve into later, but at first I was like, oh wait, that's supposed to be, like, Shelley Long is just someone that looks too young for anything, and he just has, like, a face that's, like, seen something. And so that, <laughs> I've seen some things, like, man. He's seen some things, so it was kind of tough. I was like, oh wait, oh, that's 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 her son, and that's Shelley Long's daughter, who is, like, what, yeah, that's 12? It's probably younger. But it's Terry is the little sister. Zach's the teenager. I'm, I don't know. Her name is just mom. Disney Channel loved the name Zach. They absolutely loved it. Well, Disney Channel didn't make this. Well, I mean, 1996 loved the name I mean, Zach. I mean, I think the 90s in general loved the, the name Zach. I mean, he was the Lego maniac. Or is that an 80s thing? It's one of the two. Do you have any idea what it's like? Have you met a Zach recently? Like, I haven't. Like a new one, like a fresh one, like a baby. Like a bit, like I don't mean I don't need a lot of babies, Emma. I hate to say, I'm when's not I'm not trolling around the hospital. The, the maternity ward. You walked up to a baby and they were like, "How many of us ask?" And you were like, "This is a baby." <laughs> That's never happened. No, it has not. But so they are lost, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, we got to go down the road, whatever." They're looking at the bridge. That's why they have the establishing scene. And this then is the bridge where she died. Yep. And then we cut into the car. He's just kind of sitting there sad. The mom's, like, talking. And the little sister's... You hold- pointed this out. I did. She's holding a computer keyboard. Desktop keyboard. The desktop keyboard, just in her lap. And I You know those things you have to plug into a monitor to Yeah, to, to do anything, I would say. And so I'm like, why does she just have a keyboard? And at first I thought... I don't know, maybe, like, should they, they, you know, they have, they're moving, obviously, so, like, they didn't have room for it. She's like, oh, just hold it. No, nope, she's but typing I was like, on it. And, it would, and I don't think she is typing on it, but I was like, are they trying to intimate that she's good with technology at the tender age of eight years old? And winner, winner, she's chicken dinner. She's not eight. She's, like, ten, eleven. It read is very young to me. I I would say ten or lower is the estimate I would give. But she is meant to be a change of pace from classic smart house. She's a computer girl. Um, which in 1995 is very impressive. Although I guess there was the girl in Jurassic Park is the only other she one I can think of. I love that girl. <laughs> love her. What a feminist hero. For What's her name? name? No fucking idea. Lex. If you told me, ask me to name anyone in Jurassic Park besides Dr. Ian Malcolm, <laughs> I cannot do it. I've seen that movie upwards of 12. You don't even know Sam Neill's characters? No, yeah. it's Sam Neill. It's, it's Alan. It, uh, yep. Yeah. Alan. I know we got it. Alan Grant. God damn it. I was so close. But Alan and then Laura Dern is Laura Dern. You love Laura Dern. You don't know her character's name? No, because she's Laura Dern. She digs through that poop. She does a great job. You don't even have her first name. Ellie Sattler. No. The guy who made the entire park. Oh, don't have that. <laughs> Freaking John Hammonds. Is that his real name? No, that's the <laughs> character's name. <laughs> John Hammond is his character's name. What's the actor's name? Rowan Atkinson, I think. No, that's, no, that's Mr. No, Bean. That's Mr. That's Mr. Bean. Bean. He's a very famous British actor. Richard Attenborough. That's, god damn it. He, Who knows the names of people in Jurassic Park? Not I me. do. I, I totally forgot where I don't know what we know we're talking about. Because you took us on this Jurassic Park. The, the, she was a tech nerd. Yeah, she was on the computer. Like Alex. 
Right, yes. They're, so she's, they're moving, she's carrying the keyboard, they pull up to the house, and they say it later, but I didn't even notice that it's the same house that the parent from the parents that we saw in the beginning of the movie, so they're moving into... I didn't even notice that. They should they do some it. more, ex- but yeah, but they should do some, like, external shots that you would recognize, like, yeah, it's or, really... like a mailbox, and you're like, oh, it's the same mailbox. Like, <laughs> something, they, instead of them being like, eh, it's the same house, like, 20 minutes later, you're like, is it? <laughs> I have no memory of what your house looked like. So they pull up to the house, and they're like, alright, let's get everything unloaded, they, they start uh, moving all the stuff in. Also, while they're driving, we get a bunch of exposition that's like, oh, mom, why'd you have to leave your job in Hol- in California were, for this yeah. for this stupid Washington job? And, like, she's like, oh, honey, you'll understand. It's basically, like, Karate Kid situation where they have to move. But also, like... Well, they have to move from Calvary. It's a reverse Karate Kid. But also, like, not to be too technical here, but as someone that went to journalism school, she's a news reporter, by the way. The yes. mom is, is an on-camera reporter. The way that job typically works for 99.9% of people is that you would move from smaller markets... To bigger markets. Mm-hmm. So you would move around a bunch, but you would go from like tiny town, tiny town, slightly bigger town, bigger town, big city, Los Angeles. You wouldn't go from like California, Los Angeles to dipped whole place, Wisconsin. My my guess, if I had to guess about this, because you are right, that is, it is weird. My guess would be, spoiler alert, dad's dead. The dad, dad, guys, if you didn't put that together, yeah, yeah. find a different podcast. But the dad, because they right say now. the dad was traveling on business, so I'm assuming that meant he was like the breadwinner. And so when he died, she's like had to get a job. And she's like, I'm going to do she's newscasting. So over. she's starting her life over. She's moving to the You're small right, Luke. It's the only You're place. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Exactly. Um, but like, so they like move, start moving in. They check everything out, and then the movers show up, and like she tells her kids to go tell them where it all goes. I was like, why would you tell the kids to do that? She's very confident in her kids' ability to lead their own lives. Mm-hmm. Very much. A, she is like. Largely, I feel like she's largely a background character. In yeah. This movie. Like, for as much for as... For being the highest build person in this movie, feasibly. Mm-hmm. The only famous person in the fucking thing. Yeah, there's also, like... And also, to this is where they... This is where I got the nerd thing for the daughter, is, like... They're like, oh, like, go be careful with my backup disc. That. Or something. I had that written <laughs> down, too. I didn't even say that to you. Backup disc for what? <laughs> Her manuscript? Like, I what, don't know. What, are, what is she backing up? I don't know, but I love... It's just, like, they they so clearly had no idea what they were talking about, and it's amazing. It's like me trying to talk about the cast of Jurassic Park. It's like they're just winging <laughs> And then, and so while they're on, telling movers where they go, you just see the mom... Oh, actually, it's timely that we just said the dad said, pull a photograph... At, Guys, at, at it is a stock photo of a smiling it, white it, man. It came in the frame, is what I said the second I saw it. They, they just, like, found a frame of the white guy and were like, perfect, we got there it, we is. got it, we don't need... It's like, one of the photos were like, oh, like, no one would ever take a photo like that just mm-hmm. by themselves. It's either It either came in the frame or it's, like, from a J. Crew catalog and they just cut off the part where you can see, like, how much the jeans cost. He's advertising chinos. Yeah, yeah something for sure. For sure. Um, and then she just, like, strokes it lovingly and, like, obviously. And then we're like, dead dad. I, this is the point, and I, or actually no, because there's a basketball beat here, isn't there? She's like, basketball. I don't remember if there's a basketball beat. I just remember ghost stuff starts happening immediately. Well, there, there is ghost stuff. I think it's all kind of happening simultaneously, so like, the girl's filling up like a bucket of water, and it's filling yeah, that, up that's itself, it. the little girl. But then, the, they're unpacking the boxes, and there's like a basketball. Oh, yeah, he has a basketball moment. He has a basketball moment. And then I literally said to myself, he can't play basketball because his dad is dead. Logic. Mm-hmm. But the ghost, will help him discover it. And that is a shot that I called, thinking that wasn't what was going to actually happen. And guess what, guys? That is exactly what fucking happens. Mm-hmm. And and you know what? I'll give him credit. That kind of sounds like an interesting story, but they don't write... They don't really explore that They don't really explore that They, like... I, that's what I'm saying. I think they, This like, becomes a movie about property law so quickly, mm-hmm. it'll break your neck. And then ghosts, and then falling in love with ghosts, and, and then, then basketball, law. and then property law. No, property law. Excuse me. Property law, basketball, falling in love with ghosts... 
Property law. Property law. Heaven. Heaven. Yeah, pretty much. It's uh, this is what I'm saying. I literally think they just were like like they were behind on giving the script to Germany or whatever. And to we're Germany. Like, we had to get it to the Germans. Yeah, you had to get it to the Germans. It's like a World War II movie. They're fastidious. They're, they're, they're timely people. And like, so they just like had all the bullet points and were like, boop, boop, boop. Uh, how do we connect these? Hell if I know. And just. They sent it to the Germans thinking like, they'll know this is a rough draft. The Germans were like, it does start. It, it does sound like a World War II movie. It's like, we must get this to the Germans. Yes. Berlin's in trouble. <laughs> um, okay. So little girl, Terry, whatever, encounters the ghost at the sink and tries to tell the mom no one cares because you know they're moving in and then but the point to take away from this is that this house is haunted yo yeah de- totally very haunted very haunted get the ghostbusters who are you gonna go exactly i actually would have loved if the ghostbusters just came in and murdered Susie i would have loved like massive <laughs> changes in this movie dan Aykroyd wouldn't have heard it that's for mm-hmm. sure oh yeah I, we should do a bonus on like Casper meets Wendy or something. <gasps> oh well, that would be hard because there's nothing wrong with that movie. It's only good. <laughs> me and Emma used to watch that. That's the, the ghost movie. Me and Emma used to watch all the time. I still watch that movie. Mm-hmm. If you guys, and that's Hillary Duff. You guys right? don't understand that like my favorite holiday of all wait, time. Wait, is you still watch that movie? Oh, every Halloween, oh. I watch that. I watch Casper meets Wendy or the original Casper with Christina Ricci, which is also fucking amazing. Both Caspers. Knock it out of the park. Dan Aykroyd's in that one, isn't it? There's like a goof in the beginning, like when all the people are trying to come through the haunted house. Yes, yes. They do a Ghostbusters joke. Yes. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd will get out of butt bed for about $10. So oh, absolutely. We could get him here. He, he's he been in so many of like Adam Sandler's like, just like bit parts in Adam Sandler movies because they were like, how many people do we know from SNL? I'm Googling how much it costs to get Dan Aykroyd somewhere. <laughs> or should, we, should we get Dan Aykroyd on this podcast? Anybody knows Dan Aykroyd, tell him. We will pay not that much. <laughs> we will pay in hot showers. So mean. <laughs> hot showers and warm uh... meals. No, I mean, hey, he makes his own vodka. I'm sure he's fine. He's probably fine. We cannot stay on topic in this goddamn it's episode. It's because this movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> we're having more fun talking about Dan Aykroyd's vodka than this. So goddamn they get thing. the so they get the house all moved in. Whatever. The daughter's asleep. Uh, there's some creepy shots. The picture gets knocked over. She runs in and gets the brother. He doesn't really care because he's like he's also he's also fully asleep, like on the bed. This like, kid, I also hate so much. I, I Emma, did you like anyone in this movie? Nope. Did you? You didn't even like Amy Shelley Jo Johnson. Shelley Long. Yeah, I didn't really like him that much either. But I will say, there's a good gag here, which is like she comes and gets him, and she's like, "Come on, come look at my room," and he's like, "Okay, I'm following you." And then like she gets out the door, and he just closes it on her, and that was a good gag. And like so, he goes in there, and it's just like it's the wind, idiot. Go back to sleep. Uh, a couple of really quick notes from yeah. ladies and um, gentlemen and everyone in the audience. If you're worrying about our teen heartthrob, Zach, who's the main character of this movie. Mm-hmm. Zach, what's his last name? Sands? Sands. Zach Sands. With an S. He's our main boy. And I think we can all know what Amy Jo Johnson looks like. Pink Power Ranger. This kid has the 90s hair of, like, a rider strong, like a boy meets world. Like, he's doing Parted that, down the middle. He's doing that parted down the middle, long kind of boy meets world. Yeah, he's still got Sean bangs. He's still got bangs in the face, though. Yeah, that little kind of, like, layered look. He's doing that, but in a way that makes it not attractive or at all cute. Mm-hmm. He has a very interesting face. It frames his face very poorly. Exactly. He has the face that needs... It's kind of like a my face. It's a very round, full face. And he needs some sharp angles cut into the thing. And this floppy hair thing is not working for him. Um, He's also roughly about 5'8", and that will come into play later when he become, when we decide he's the best basketball player in the country. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I would say the world, honestly. They literally, this guy... No, they say in the country. I know they say they in the country. Say they say in, in the, in the country, country, but I would say in the at world. At what point he is literally at eye level with Amy Jones because he's 5'8". Yeah. 
and not in that great of shape. No, not muscular in no, any no, way, shape, I've, or form. That good, like, not obviously looks great, but, like, wouldn't say he's a ripped athlete. Had they made him the computer kid, it would have worked just as well. Just as well. He looks about as fit as the guy from Smart House. Like, it's yep. like that's where he's operating. But in Pretty this much. narrative, he is the best basketball player in the country. Which, good, great segue. So, like, the next day, a guy comes to install the little sister's modem so she can get on the net, as he says. And he basically tells him, like, tells him, like, oh, yeah, this house, like, used to belong to the Quinn family after their daughter died, they lost to the bank, and people keep moving out because they say it's haunted or whatever. Zach's outside playing basketball, and we do some flashbacks to him at what we can presume to be the big game. And, like, he's just, like, dribbling and shooting. He looks to his mother in the crowd, and she's just, like, shrugging, like, I don't know. And at first, I thought she he was looking to her for, like, guidance, like, being like, what do I do in this game? And then she's like, I don't freaking yeah, know. Yeah, they have, like, a long beat where she's, like, raising her hands, like, and I was like, does he not? Remember how to play basketball? Yeah, it's framed really poorly because they we barely like. And Emma, to Thomas' credit, she immediately calls. She's like, "The dad's not there because he's dead." <laughs> I did. Well, I said up. I said three notes ago that the dad is dead, and that's why he can't play basketball. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that it, he was dead in that game, but I thought that he had just like had a breakdown or like something. And I, I, I don't think I realized in that moment that he had died on the way to the game. I don't that's think that true. Wasn't yeah, that yeah, yeah, reminiscent. Yeah. yeah, but that's absolutely what happened. Um, but then, like, he, like, shakes off his dark basketball memories and, uh, goes to school. And everyone at this school is wearing so much goddamn denim. Did you yeah, notice Everyone's this? in Canadian tuxedos, which is why I think I thought this movie was filmed in Canada. Did you just make that up, or is that a real term? A Canadian tuxedo? That's a real term! I've never heard that denim before. Denim on denim is Canadian tuxedo. I've never heard that before. That's, I like it, though. It's good. Credit to the filmmakers. They do a, strange to the Michael person, they do a Beauty and the Beast type thing. Where he's the only one wearing red in this opening scene because everyone is wearing blue denim yeah, on blue right. denim, and so your eye is immediately he drawn out. to him. Yes, exactly like they do with Bell. The Germans know how to do it, <laughs> but only this one instance, and not in the any all things. Uh, anyway, so then we cut into a classroom. I don't think any how he just shows up, right? He doesn't get bullied yet. No. Yeah. We got into a classroom, and me and Emma had an argument about this. I, I say it's a drama class, and she maintains the thing. It's an English class. I think it's a drama class. It's an English class. Because kids are acting. They're reading from Romeo and Juliet. But yeah, because it's a drama class. Here's my argument. No one will ever watch They had watch to prepare movie. monologues. No, but they are fucking around. They don't care. They are. But I, that's if why I thought was, it was If that weird. was an actual drama, if those were drama kids, they would be trying to do the monologue. These kids are like, hey, yo. And they're like, dude, they're like, come on, you know, like James, do the reading from Mervyn. And he's like, all right, fine. They like, he's like begrudging up there and he's like, Hey, yo, Juliet, you the finest lady I've ever... Like, they're fucking around. Like, this is an English class where being forced to read and prepare monologues for Mervyn and Juliet. It's not a drama class. I think it's a drama class. The, the more important thing is that it's taught... Because the drama teacher would not be the basketball coach. There's just <laughs> no way. Well, no one can... Maybe that's why the basketball team sucks. It's a high school musical. We can't cross boundaries like that. Maybe that's why the basketball team sucks. Did you ever think about that? Well, the coach does suck ass. Yeah, speaking of which, the coach slash teacher is the... Uh, Wolf of Wall Street guy from Life Size. Richie. Richie, you know, dealing quaaludes and whatever else Fucking he's up Tiger to. Tiger Banks. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to. It sounded like you said Tiger Banks on that one. Like it's Tiger Woods. Some, some kind of weird fusion between Tiger Woods and Tyra Banks. And so then the guy at the end of class, the the Richie, the teacher, I don't even know, what the, what is his name in this? Do they say? doesn't matter. Fuck, Mr. Something. So, yeah. Mr. Sanford? That's, I think that is it. You pulled that very well. I, well, I, I am to beat him aggressively to figure out what he was from. Yeah, we couldn't figure it out. Um, But so, like, he pulls uh, Zach's side and is like, hey... 
I know you're, you're the, the best, best basketball player, player in, in the country. country. So uh, you're playing, you're joining the team, right? And he's like, nah. He's five eight white kids. Like, I know you I'm, are I'm, the number one recruit I'm, of the yeah, country. Yeah, and I, and I need you on my team, obviously. And he's like, nah, I don't play that game anymore. Sorry. He leaves. And he's like, why? The drinking game for this movie Drink every time this kid says he doesn't play basketball anymore. You're dead. No, I would say drinking game is just drink while watching this movie because that's the best way to enjoy it. It is painful to get through. And it takes them forever to actually land on why. Like, we all know why because we know how to infer Yeah, we know why. But I guess he's supposed to be our insert, like, insert character so he can ask the questions that we've already found the answers to. Cause he's gonna... Is that how movies work? <laughs> They're supposed to ask questions. You're like, I figured out that 40 minutes ago. Yeah, I, I don't well, even care about that mystery anymore. That's how bad movies work. Yeah, uh, because yeah, he's gonna pop in later for almost no reason. Yeah, this guy, like, you're right. Like, 60 minutes in, he's like, why doesn't Zach play basketball? I'm like, we have figured that out so yeah, long it's ago. It's very sorry. apparent. We know that so but, long ago. So then it cuts to the TV station where the mom works, and they're doing like an interview with some business guy. Being like, so... This is such a non-sequitur, and then we're supposed to care about it. Yeah, I, well, no, I knew, I figured it was going to come in later, but I didn't expect it to actually be the real plot it's of the movie. It's the crux of the entire it's movie. It's the crux of the entire movie. Is there interviewing, like, this tycoon guy being like, so you're going to, like, bu- bulldoze all these homes and make, like, a highway or whatever, a mall, I don't know. And then he's like, yeah, it'll provide... It's like what a, about I, the new development? Yeah, that's what it is, because it'll provide, like, you know housing for this many families. I'm like, yeah, but what about the people who are living there? Ah, screw them. That's basically what he says. They're they're bulldozing a trailer park. Bulldozing a trailer park. And I was like, but people live there. And he's like, they're poor. I don't care. That's basically what he says on on air. And I was like, okay, where is this going? Answer is pretty much nowhere. But also the rest of the movie. It's weird. And then, like, he, the the coach comes and, like, asks the mom, like, hey, why isn't your kid playing? And then she explains it to him. And she's like, well, so at the championship game at his old school... My husband couldn't make it because he was on business and my son convinced him to come like work harder to get there. And while he was traveling, he got in a car crash and died. And my son blames himself, even though he shouldn't. And so he doesn't play basketball anymore. Did she really give all that away right yep. up front? All right. Mm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's pretty much that whole scene. That's that's how they tell you, even though it's pretty apparent. So then uh, we cut to Zach and Terry fishing, and you can see the bridge in the background. In that weird ravine on yes. the bridge where the girl died. And, like, he, I don't know why, who who decided, like, hey, we just moved to this town. You want to go hit up the old fishing hole? And It's also, like, so obviously, like, visually, you're like, okay, if you killed someone in this town, this is where you dumped the body. Like, it's like, it's not like a cute little fishing hole where you don't want to go hang with your friends. So, so I like to imagine there's like seven different mo- versions of this movie going on where everyone found a dead body or whatever and is being haunted by the ghost. Good. Because they, he pulls a bracelet out and he's like, whoa, check it out. And she's like, oh. He thinks it's... he's like hooked up. He hooks the bracelet with his Yeah, yeah, rod. with a fishing rod. And he's like, check it out. Isn't that great? And she's like, no. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to keep it then. And she's like, fine, I don't care. They really couldn't find a better way to do that scene, I guess. And so then they cut back to the house and, uh, he, he, like, is up in his room and he sees Amy Jo Johnson in the, playing basketball, and playing basketball in the driveway. And he's like, Hey, what are you doing here? This is our house. And she's like, What? You can see me? And he's like, Yeah, you're kind of walking around in a prom dress on my driveway. So we're to believe that she's been ghosting for quite a while and no one's been able to hear or see her. Mm-hmm. Which is, what's something that's weird too is that, like, in the original, initially it's implied that she's haunting the house, which is weird because she didn't die in the house, but whatever. But then, like, she just is haunting everything. She's everywhere at all times. Everywhere. It's, it's crazy. Um, and then he, so she, like, runs off and he's just like, huh, that was weird. Who was that girl? And then, so he goes to school the next day. This kid comes up to him and is Apropos like, Apropos of nothing. Of nothing. Of nothing. Yeah, comes up to him and is just like, hey, you're Zach Sands, right? You're joining the basketball team. You're going to, cause you're the greatest in the country. 
And he's like, I'm not doing that. Every time they said that, I laughed. I absolutely. And they don't say it as much as we're saying it, but it's, it's so funny that we keep phrasing it like that. But is this the nice guy or the mean guy? Nice guy first. Oh, no, it's mean guy it's first. Mean it's guy mean first. guy first. Thank right. you. Mean guy comes up and he's like, hey, you're Zach Sands, the best in the country. Um, I want you to know this is my basketball team. So whatever you do. Get the fuck away from it. And yeah. it's like, he hasn't even touched a basketball. Yeah. This kid he, is coming in so hot. And Zach literally says exactly what I was thinking where he's like, dude, I don't want to play basketball. We do not have a problem. You're fine. And then nice kid comes in and he's like, oh, why are you heckling I literally said this bully is coming in incredibly hot. Like zero to 60 and like. In 3.5. In 3.5. And like, then this nice kid who's also on the basketball team is like, yeah. yo, like. Who's also like Urkel, kind of. He gave me Urkel yeah, vibes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He but he, he's nice to him and is like, but we never really see him again ever. He kind of becomes like his sidekick, but only in like two scenes after this. But does he have another line? Yeah, he has a couple more lines right. at certain times. I believe you. And like we go when we go to the basketball practice later and stuff like that. But he's largely unimportant. Um, so, and then, like, and so Zach just, and then the nice kid is even like, yeah, so you're joining the team, right, Zach? And he's like, oh my gosh. And, you know, he this does, he does, he does what any, he does what any rational person would do. He stands up on the lunch table, because, of course, this is taking place at an outdoor lunchroom, like, you know. Filmed in California. Mm-hmm. Or it takes place in, well, no, it takes place in Washington. I don't know. Filmed in California, then, I guess. Or Germany or Canada, one of those. Not Germany. <laughs> uh, he stands up and is like, hey, everybody, guess what? I'm Zach Sands, best basketball player in the country. Uh, I'm not playing basketball for you, though, so please don't tell me. Everyone's Nobody, like, Luke, you are not even giving this anywhere near what this kid does. Yeah, okay, He climbed on it. the basketball sta- table. Basketball table? You know. Basketball. Lunch table. He climbs on the lunch table and says, hey, I'm Zach Sands. Yeah, that's me. And you know <laughs> the what? The best in the country. The best in the country. And it's like, I don't play basketball i don't talk about basketball i don't go to games so if you want to go up and talk to me let's fucking talk about something else like screams mm-hmm. at a lunchroom of kids who do not know him and do not give no. a fuck about him and this is what i wanted to say earlier when i was talking about his face but i'll get into it now is his acting like this kid has two speeds acting wise he's either a robot zombie emotionless terrible actor like all the lines come out like this and it's like why can't we do that? I don't understand. You're a ghost. Or if it's an emotional heavy scene where they're like, give it to us. Like, we got to feel it. He goes walking Phoenix unsettling. Like, where you're like, you feel unsafe. Like, it's the walking Phoenix Joker trailer. Or like, Jack Nicholson scream acting. He does a lot <laughs> of Jack Nicholson. Like, he in multiple scenes. I'm like, am I watching like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Like, this lunchroom scene is horrifying. And then they literally, like, he kind of, like, gets out on the table. It's like, you're new, kid. Like, no one, there's not even a reaction. Mm -hmm. He doesn't really seem concerned about, like, you know, making friends or anything. But great, mentioning once it's over the cuckoo's nest is going to be a great transition. Because now we're going to time to get into what we've seen in, like, three or four Disney Channel original movies, which I know this is a Disney Channel movie, but you know what I mean, which is, this person is going through a psychotic break oh, when yes. viewed from the outside. And I know it's a ghost, and, like, that's the point, is, like, no one else can see her, see her but him. And, like, people see her literally just, like, talking to air and stuff like that. And they're also, just like, what's up with that weirdo? When the nice kid pulled him down from the table after that, he's like, he's like, hey, yo, Zach, you okay? And it's like, yeah, like, because that's the wackest shit <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Like, he's like, hey, like, he literally is like, are you okay? And Zach's like, yeah, fine. He's like, well, no, seriously, that was fucking insane. Exactly. Like, 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 if we were characters in this, we'd be like, so, he needs to see a psychiatrist. He needs like, help. That kid just screamed on the lunch table about basketball and barely for no reason correct and then so like he's talking to this friendly kid more i don't remember his name and it's like hey oh also uh, when he met 
Amy Joe Johnson on the basketball court. She told him his name was Susie Q. And he says there's Susie Q that goes to this school. Right. And then he's like, no, I don't know anybody by that name. And of course, I know. Creepy janitor appears. I know all the ladies. And then a janitor just appears from the ether and is like, there's only been one Susie Q that's been. Did you not think that janitor was going to be important? Uh, not particularly. I mean, a little bit. I thought he was like also a ghost or something. I thought I, it was her dad. I would have bought that. But just like, I did think it was going to mean something that like this random janitor We never see him again. We never see him again. I like, he just materializes like there's only been one Susie Q that's ever been here. It's very much like, if you guys have ever seen this amazing fucking movie, um, 17 again, starring Zach Efron. It's very much it's that janitor that, character. That's, that's also it's, on our bonus. It's actually list. the beat for beat where like he takes them to the, yeah, but, that, but, they, but that's an explicitly magic janitor, though. We need to believe this janitor isn't magic? Because I mean, yeah, he just tells him that, like, yeah, Susie Q is a student that went here in the 50s and she died in a car accident. But it's the same beat where he takes him to a trophy case and they look at an old photo of Susie true. Q from that's the true. 50s. That's where true. She looks exactly the same. Yeah, that you are correct. Also, I first thought the janitor was her dad, and then he takes him to the trophy case and he's like, she was a dream. <laughs> and I was like, I really hope yeah, this isn't her dad. Yeah, he's like, she oh, you would have loved her son. <laughs> she was pretty, too. And I'm like, yeah. motherfucker, I hope this isn't her father. Yeah. And it um, wasn't thinking. No, God. no, no. So then it comes back to the house. They were they're watching their mom on the news. I guess she's like the weather person. No, she's doing something. No. no, well, she does weather later. She's doing like just some report. She fills about... in for someone doing the weather later. This oh, okay. So they watch the newscast. He puts Terry in bed, and then he goes into his room to change, and then Susie appears, and it's like, oh, you can see me, and then he's like freaking out because he's like naked in front of this girl. And he doesn't get I said out loud here, this is a lot of naked dude. This is a I lot of naked dude. He's Justin he's just in boxers. And he, for a long time, it's not like a Disney channel where like they'll give you like a Zach Efron shirt off for like a hot. Oh no, set. he's in his boxers. He's like running around the room in his boxers for a long time. Yeah, and like Terry comes in and is like, What's going on? And he's like, Oh, this is what it looks like. I don't have a girl in my room. And she's like, Yeah, I know she's you like, don't. Yeah, there's no one here. There's no one here. And then the mom walks in. I was like, You were on TV five seconds ago. How she got home that fast? Do they pre-record it? I don't think so, because they shoot it live later. I don't know what what's going on there but she's just like what's going on honey and he's like uh nothing you can't see anything out of place and she's like no. he's grimacing also and he has like a troubling like jack nicholson grimace <laughs> but like so he's like freaking out because like this is where it hits him like she's a ghost i'm the only one that can see her and she doesn't understand why you can see her yet and he's like but she's like look i i need your help and he's like okay i'm i'm freaking out whatever we'll do this tomorrow i need some sleep i need some sleep and I she's think like, he's thinking it's like if i just get some sleep yeah he's like hallucinating tomorrow. or something yeah. and she's like fine we'll talk tomorrow and so he goes to sleep Wakes up the next day and is like, oh, good, she's gone, great, it was all just me, whatever. He goes to school and she's just like there at like one of the lunch tables messing this with kids. This becomes a point later. I was under the impression for three-fourths of this movie that she could teleport wherever she wanted. Yes, this does become a point later. That just, and especially because like they don't say this until... Like a ghost teleport. They don't say this for a bit, but the reason you can see is because he found the bracelet. So, like, I assumed now they're, like, connected. But then he found fishing. Yeah, yeah. So, I assume now that they're connected, she can just go wherever he goes. But that's not the case later on. And so, it's very confusing. But so, she's at school, like, just, like, reading books over people's shoulders, doing whatever. And, like, he's like, what are you doing here? She's like, I need to talk to you. And he's like, freaking no, I'm at school. People can't see me talking to a ghost. You're not real, whatever. And then he, like, bumps into a girl and she's like, so, she's like, what's your problem? He's like, oh, sorry. And like, helps pick up. And then she like looks at him and is just like, hey, don't worry about it. It's fine. Like starts to have like a flirty thing for him or whatever. And like, and then we get a butt shot as she walks away, like from his he island. He stares at her he ass. He stares at her ass. Yeah, absolutely. And 
I don't know how to describe what's Where are you trying to go with this? Well, I don't know how to describe this because it's terrible writing. And then she says, oh, I get it. That's the only way to get your attention. And she just starts tearing parts of her dress off. off. She, like, tears off all the frills that are on it and, like, literally the entire top part. She puts herself, dudes, 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 ladies, ladies, ladies. She rips this puffy pink prom dress to be a basically inch from an ass-bearing miniskirt, yeah. and then, like, just a top corset bodice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That her boobs are falling out she of the entire She time. needs to constantly pick it up Me and, and readjust Luke, it to her we're literally boobs. constantly being like, she's hiking it up, she's hiking up the bodice she's hiking, thing. Which I do not think was, like, a character choice, like, being like, oh, she would be uncomfortable. I think she, out. I think she legitimately had to do that on set. Her boobs were gonna fall out. And they, they were just like, we don't have money to get you, like, a, to tighten this corset or anything, like, just it's keep... It's like a slutty... You know how, like, uh, just look up the poster. It's on the poster. You know, like how every Halloween costume for girls, like when it's like a slutty Halloween costume, it's like mm-hmm. just corset, yeah, yeah, yeah. little skirt. That's exactly that's what, what it is. this is. It's that's exactly thing. what it is. That's a great comparison. And then you put on ears, and you're a bunny, or you put on yes. a hat. And it's you're like awake. a sexy nurse or sex. That's exactly. That's a great comparison. So, so, and like she's just, and it's just so confusing because like she's a ghost. Like she's just like tearing stuff off and like shoving it in a trash can. I was like, can't you just like change? How you, I don't know. But so he sees this and is like, what the hell are you she doing? She is very tied to her corporeal form. Corporeal. Corporeal. She's very tied for a ghost. She's not like Caspering. She can't like run through walls no. or like mm-hmm. change her appearance there's or go invisible. Oh, yeah, she's very tied to her physical form. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's real weird. Like you, you wrote a movie with a ghost in it. Why did you decide they to make? They have no the, fun with that ghost. They have no fun with the ghost idea. Or except ghost logic. It's terrible. And so then, like, and so like he starts talking. She's like, "What's going on?" And she's like, "I'm trying to get your attention. I need your help." Uh, and she like. I, she kind of info ups, and we see from other characters' perspective that he's just blatantly talking to air. So yeah, they keep doing that cutaway where you can see him screaming at no one. Which exactly. Is so they have this whole conversation. She's like, "I need your help," and he's like, "Look, later. I have to go to class right now because I'm still, you know, in school." And he goes to like a chemistry class where he has to like mix things together, and he sucks at it. And you know that classic thing yeah. that you did like once in chem ever, and like yeah. in Disney Channel. And but it's also like a weird thing though, where it's like everyone needs to know what part to put in. Like one person's like, "I'm gonna add this," and then other person's be like, "Well, now I add this." It's crazy. And so she gives it's him the like r- a weird improv exercise yeah and she gives him the wrong answer and like and so then he gets called up he's not paying attention because yeah. obviously his because breakdown. Ghost. Oh, yeah. and there's a ghost so the teacher's like hey yo zach sands come up here what do we put in next and and this is why i thought i was like oh she's gonna prove herself useful she's at his yeah, book. again this would be a fun concept to do like to help him like cheat or something she's like at his book at his desk and he's at the front of the class and he's like what do i put in next since only he can see or hear her She's flipping through the book and goes, oh, I think it's sodium. Nope. Something. Potassium something. Ammonoglycolate. Yeah. And then, she's, and then he's like, oh, brilliant. Got it. And she starts pouring it in. And the teacher's like, wait, no, don't do that. And we get a big stink, big stinky cloud. Classic chem hijinks. <laughs> if there's a chemistry class in a Disney movie, you should know that something is going to explode. Something's going to explode. There's going to be a smell or something. They will be evacuated. It's, it's going to get, it's going to get, it's going to get messy. Anytime you see a test tube, put your running sneaks on. Cause that's exactly. Exactly. And like the teacher like scolds him and then he gets like, and this is another scene where this actor is acting is just crazy where he's it's yelling crazy. at the ghost. He's screaming at her mm-hmm. to the point where like, guys, like I am not an overly, I don't think sensitive person. I was uncomfortable watching mm-hmm. him scream at her like that. Like It's how no person would ever handle the you know, situation. You know like when your friends are at a fight at the bar and you just wanted to like get more mozzarella sticks and maybe a tequila soda and like <laughs> this two people that are dating that you're with are like fighting and you're like, mom, dad, not here, not now. That's how I felt like 99% of this movie when he starts literally screaming at this poor woman. And she screams back eventually. They get in like 
aggressive yelly fights multiple yes. times. That's a, like a decent chunk of the cinematography in this movie, just them yelling at each other. This movie's also a terrible message. He literally yells at her 75% of this movie and is like, I hate you, like screams at her. And then like at the very end, he's like, I love you. And yep. he's like, that's a bad lesson. It's horribly done. And so then like, she's like, look, I've, I know I screwed up, but I really, really need your help. And he's like, no, I'm not helping you. You're a freaking ghost that's taunting me. And at some, I think at this point she explains to him the bracelet thing and like. How does she now know the bracelet thing? Yeah, she's like, That's my problem. I just know. She's like, oh, you can see me? Oh my god! Oh, wow, jeepers! But no, I think she puts it together. No. Well, no, because that. And then all of a sudden she's like, "Well, now there's bracelet logic," and she knows no. everything. Well, I think it's just because she knows he has the bracelet now. Because the, that's how the scene in the room starts. Is he's holding the bracelet, and she just reaches around and goes, "That's mine." And then he's like, "Whoa!" So I guess now she's put that two and two together. But like, if you're the ghost, I feel like you should know these things. Also, she confirms that she. This isn't like she was trapped in the spirit of the thing. She went to heaven. She went to came, heaven and came back down for this. So I guess no one explained any of this to her. But also. Like, this is the other thing, like, in this screaming scene, like, the, he's screaming at her. He's like, get the fuck away from me. Like, <laughs> he's like, Jack Nichols, like, no, get out of the trap. Like, he's screaming at her. They're putting, like, sex music at it. It's like, hey, oh, and I was Don't like, try I'm like, it. are they, you're, I'm just, we're like, they're flirting right now? Like, they're <laughs> visibly angry at each other. And they, like, she's dead. And I'm like, is this supposed to be a, sexual moment and like he's screaming at her they're playing sex music and then literally doesn't he go back to like zombie mode during this conversation where he's like yeah he goes all over the spectrum yeah yeah, yeah. he like goes all the way down um but so he says i'm not helping you your freaking ghost is haunting me go away and so he goes home and he kind of sees his mom getting in the car to go to the work and then Susie's in the car with her and he's like what are you doing and she's like oh nothing i'm just gonna you know, make your life miserable until you agree to help me. So make sure you watch for the special broadcast later because it's going to be great. And then he's like, uh-oh, well, I mean... And I'll admit, like, he just kind of goes in the house and I'm like, I, he is right. I don't know what you can do to stop the ghost from messing with your mom. Because then it cuts uh, to the broadcast and she's doing the weather, like we mentioned. And, like, Susie... And this raised my question. Like, Susie can just, like, touch stuff and, like, manipulate... But, like, also, like, she's, like, moving things with, like, her mind. Like, we see her at, like, a control panel, but then there's, like, fans moving and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, like, she's making... Putting the wrong footage up and, like, making wind blowing. Because, you know, every movie set, every news set has a fan... A high-power fan with water just ready to go. It's literally like a ride in Universal yeah, Studios. Yeah, exactly the things they set up to face the anchors. Yeah, and, like, her hair's blowing all over this. She's getting all wet and, like... She's doing her best to sell it, and, like, the other newscaster's getting all wet. And it's, like... And also, the sister is watching, and she, like... Her, the wind, like, blows the mom's skirt over a little bit. And, like, and the sister just goes, you gotta admit, mom has great legs. And I was like, what? What is, what is that line? But so then, like, she goes home, and she's like, man... And they're like, mom, you really handled that wacky weather report great. And she's like, well, here's the thing. The station manager loved it. Now I'm doing it every week or something like that. But the thing is, we saw shots of people behind the scenes freaking out, like, why is this happening? Why is we this happening? We didn't see a single reaction of anyone loving it. No, no it's, not, it's just... Not the audience. And not. I, sir, I was the audience, and I didn't love it. It was stupid, and that's why we were blowing over it. And so after this, he basically is like, okay, fine, I will help you. What do you need? And he's and she's like, well, my grandpa... Property died. law. Property law. Here's property law. She's like, well, my grandpa died. No. She's like, well, when I died, I needed to I needed to tell my mom to get some papers for my grandpa, but I never told her, so they never got it, and they got, like, kicked out of this house by the bank, and, like, I needed to make sure she'd get those papers. That's, like, my unfinished business, even though I'm not a ghost. I'm, like, came out from heaven, whatever. Angel. Angel. And he's like, okay. And she's like, so you gotta go see my parents tomorrow after school. And he's like, cool, cool, cool. 
I'm on it. I'll help you. Did you explain that right? They lost the deed to their house. No, like they lost a deed deed to the town. town. They used to own the town. They just like lost their money to the house for like, they say like some kind of payment. No, It's really unclear. There's like a payment of like $25,000. You guys, if anyone understands property law, there is, wait, the Wikipedia says a certain term that made absolutely no sense to me. I don't know. It makes it seem like the deed is not related. It seems that they said like there's like some kind of debt they didn't pay and so the bank foreclosed on them. The deed seems to be tied into the whole development thing that comes up later. But the the point is that payment is a scam to just get them out and they don't have the deed. Oh, okay. That makes sense then. While visiting Susie's parents, Zach finds out they're facing homelessness at the hands of the local bank. I'm sure Roger saw their yeah. works. Um, because of the missing title deed and that the bank is demanding an unaffordable $25,000 Balloon payment. A balloon what payment. the fuck is that? And how would a kid ever know what that is? I don't even know what that is. And it's part of a larger plan to destroy the town. My guess, as a 26-year-old woman... With no understanding of how no money works. No understanding of how this works. I think that they never had the deed, so they continued to pay like a normal mortgage. Uh-huh. And then... Because they didn't own the land, technically, because they didn't have the deed to prove that they did. Yeah. They did. Mm-hmm. So they were just paying the bank. And then they, they obviously wanted them out of the house. Yeah. And so they slapped a massive balloon payment on them. Which I think maybe just a term they made up. And it's in Wikipedia, guys. It's true. And that they couldn't pay that and that forced them out. Right. So now they're living in the trailer park. And now that's getting... Okay. That, that, and then the trailer park is getting wiped over that settlement. Yeah. So it's, they're, getting, they're, getting, they're, getting, they're getting boned both ways. Yes. Got it. That makes some semblance of sense. But so why did I have to do so much work to figure out something that should because be visible this movie, in the script? Because this movie is bad. Uh, but that so he agrees to go see the parents the next day, and uh, we're gonna leave it there for for Fuck right me. for right now, and we will uh, pick it up after a quick break. So uh, don't ghost us, guys. We'll be right back. Okay, so we're back. I know we got a little off track, a lot off track, all the time in the I'm first really part. I'm really sorry, guys. Yeah, okay. We're gonna... But in my defense, this movie sucked. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're gonna do, we're gonna try and do better. I wanna clarify something I didn't clarify earlier in the podcast, mm-hmm. but I wanna make sure I say it before we get any farther. I'm never letting you guys pick <laughs> anything again. You fucked up. That's on you guys. This wasn't my idea. This is why Emma makes the picks. This is bad. Emma. We could have been watching a Katherine Heigl no. original called When You Wish Upon a Star. As my fellow Heigl heads know, <laughs> a fucking classic. Instead, I got this weird-ass ghost sex story that I could barely keep my little eyes awake for. So you know what? You lost your privileges. I, Emma, I feel like we've subjected our audience to enough of our nonsense that at this point they're, they're getting us back a little you bit. You subscribe to our nonsense. <laughs> That's what you do. I I don't care what y'all say. Next time we're watching the Heigl movie, vote for whatever nonsense you want. I want Heigl. <laughs> Emma's going to put out like a three hour long podcast of just herself talking about when you wish it was. Oh my god. We had we had gold in our hand It's and then we went for this brass. It was a really close vote if I remember correctly. I know. Like, and to everyone that voted correctly, I thank you. To those that did 
did it. We need to talk. But so, okay, we're coming back into it. We're going to try and keep be a little more on track this time. Yeah, but what's also, try, but... What's also funny to note is that where we ended the first part is almost exactly where we had to take a break when watching the movie. And me and Emma, in that break, turned to each other because we were watching it together and just realized, you know, nothing's really happened no, in this did. movie we so far. we did. We did say that to each other. We said, well, because we noticed, like, on the bar, you know, at the bottom, mm-hmm. where it's like you can see your progress. I was like, whoa, that's, like, exactly perfectly halfway. And then yeah. I was like... What has happened in this movie mm-hmm. plot-wise? Because, like, I know people were jumping all over the map earlier, but, like, we don't even at this point really know what she wants. We don't know what the conflict is. Like, up to this point, it's, like, all been set up. And not even good set up, because nothing has been set up. No, they haven't set up anything. All that's happened is, like, she's, like, kind of annoying him, and then he's screaming mm-hmm. and at they her, immediately like, got over. Platoon. Like, you'd think that maybe would be some of the conflict, but that's over in two scenes. It's over in two scenes. Like, so we don't know. All we know is, boy doesn't like to play basketball anymore because his dad's dead. Ghost haunting him, needs his help to help her parents. Pretty but much it. We don't it. even and know what that and is. And that's half the movie. That's half the movie is all we've got. Like, you'd think we'd get maybe some more of being a haunted house or, I don't Any know, basketball. just anything. Any anything. basketball. And so if you remember correctly, where we left off, she said, okay, um, after school tomorrow, we'll, you need to go see my parents. Yes. And he's like, okay, I will do this. I will help you. And then that's not the next scene. The next scene is him randomly sitting in at a basketball practice. Yeah. Where does <laughs> that? Okay, there had to have been a cut scene there. because There has that, something. They're, they're like, he's like, he agrees to help her. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. And then I was like, okay, they're going to go do whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I still didn't know at this point. And then they just cut to inter- inside a basketball practice. Yeah. So there had to be a scene where she was like, and I'm going to help you too. I don't know. Or, or we're going to have why, to go to Or just gym. explaining why he's at a basketball practice when he hates basketball oh, and the, now. And sitting in on a practice that he's not even participating in. Yeah, he's like cock-teasing the team, being like, oh, I could be out there playing for you. She's but. also sitting on the bench. Like, I literally said out loud, so I go, why is she sitting like that? She's in a dress, like, with her legs up and like her arms dangling like she's sitting like a frog i can only describe it as a frog but like a really long time like like heckling the players <laughs> like screaming at them and then she throws a ball at a guy no like he it's something like that because like so they also love doing the effect of having her like hold something and it's hovering and then it's no hovering they, we see that all the time like she picks up a basketball or something and then, like, he knocks out of her hand. And again, he has, like, mental breakdown moments where he's yeah. like, no, don't do it. And he's, they, the team thinks they're talking to the asshole captain guy. That's that's that whole scene, pretty much. It's entirely pointless. So then I was thinking, okay, so for some reason, after school, he decided to sit in this practice. Now let's go and uh, talk to the parents. Also not the next scene. What happens next? Next is they're randomly on, like, a porch. porch at night. At night, which implies the to me they did not. time to find. There had to be cutscene. There had to, there had to be. Or, like, they just, like, didn't put it in order in the edit bay. They're, she's just standing there, like, leaning on the porch. And he just comes up to her and he says, all right, let me hear it. And she's like, what? And he's like, what's heaven like? Or something. No, no, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. Sorry. She says, what's being dead like? And she's just like it's it's chill. Yeah, she really it's really uninteresting the way they describe it. And then it. she's like, then he then he's like, did you go to you know? And she's like, yeah, heaven. Mm-hmm. I went there. And then I was like, is this movie gonna be like a ring of endless light where there's like weird religious undertones and they talk no, to us about not going really. to heaven? It doesn't and have a. It doesn't have that. It doesn't have. But I thought that's where they were. going I with did. It. I was concerned as well because this was nineteen. Like that's what I'm saying. Compared with the rest of this movie, if this movie suddenly took on hard Christian undertones, I wouldn't have been surprised because this totally movie was it. made in 1995 and aired before the Channel original movies were a thing. And so they were just like, we can do whatever we want. It's for no rules, just right. Outback, baby. But uh, so he's like, yeah, what's being dead like? She's like, it's fine. I really only came down here because we had to sort out the stuff with my like, grandfather. I went to heaven, and then they were like, get back down there. No, she no, no, no. She voluntarily went back down. This, this 
predicament that she like was so shocked. We said this in the first part, but like she was so like, what's going on? And now yeah. she's like got a mission, yes, it got an fit. understanding of heaven. Yeah, because she's cause... just dicking around playing hopscotch in the beginning. Like you knew yeah, you had a mission. I thought she was haunting the house or something. But like, but no, like you're saying, no, she didn't get sent down to heaven. She volunteered. She's like, I gotta go down and sort this stuff out with my uh, with my parents. So I'll I didn't check you later. It was a volunteer mission. It was a vo- yeah, and so I guess she just had no plan because no one could see or hear her. So she got down here and was just like, wow, frick, what am I gonna do now? But uh, but so yeah, he's just like, what's being dead like? She's like, chill. He's like, cool. And he asked her some other questions about like her. Do you think my dad can knows like sees me? Yeah, like, if like... this is the scene where they try and get deep in this movie and it doesn't work in we any way. Still don't know what's going on no. plot wise. They're already bonding about his dead dad, and I'm like, what is her mission? What are we doing? Like, what is she supposed to be doing with the parents? Like, they still haven't even gotten to that. Yeah, and so, well, let's get to that right now because that scene, even though you'd think it'd be deep and character important, it's not. And so then we cut into this trailer park. And he goes up to, like, it's, like, to the trailer and, like, peeks his head in. We see, like, these old people. Not, like, super, like, grandpa old, but, like, probably, like, 30-year-olds aged also, up. yeah, they have age, because they appeared in the Fanaki yeah. thing, and they just put age makeup on those original yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Also, they keep doing flashbacks to, like, her OG prom night. Like, she's, as she's watching him interact with her old parents, she's, like, remembering them, like, sending her off to the prom, a.k.a. the first scene of this movie that we saw. Mm-hmm. And this is a problem throughout the entire movie, but it is very, very prevalent here. The music cues on this thing are so fucking off. Oh, I can't yeah. even describe the it to you. The sound design is terrible. It's like, there's basically no music. Like, 95% of the movie is dead air. There's, like, no backing track. And you're like, it's almost disconcerting to hear people talk in, like, emotional action scenes or, like, robbing a bank when there's no music <laughs> behind them. Like, there should be something. And there isn't. But then when there is, it's really loud and it does not convey the emotion of the scene. Again, <laughs> when they were screaming at each other, it was like, bam, chicka, well, well. Fuck you. It was like 40 music. And then now, as they're playing these flashbacks of her, like, remembering her parents, like, sending her off to prom, and like, I miss my parents, love my parents, it is straight up haunting. <laughs> it is like the, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror backing jack. It's like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, and it's so loud. It's so loud. I, sorry, it was really infuriating. It, it, it also, it's also like them looking in the window is shot like a Goosebumps episode. Where it's like, look at the horrifying, scary thing. It's just like an old guy getting some lemonade or some tea or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's shot like like a like a Twilight Zone yeah, episode. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, you think, I literally thought someone was gonna take their face off and be an alien at some point. Like that's how the music cues they were playing. But so he goes and he like knocks on the door and he's like, "Hi, my name is Zach Sands. Uh, I wanted to talk to your husband about the basketball team because apparently." This is where they confirm that he's the coach of, he was the old coach of the basketball team. But he's also like, he's like, he's also like, he's also like borderline like bedridden. Like he's constantly in a chair and like, he's like, oh, can you get this for me, Betsy or whatever the white mom, mom wife's name is. And I was just like, okay. And then she's like, oh, well, he doesn't really do basketball. And he's like, yeah, I know, but like, I just need to talk to him, whatever. Okay. But so they have a quick conversation because then it cuts them being outside and he's like, oh yeah, I know the team sucks now since I, Stopped Left. coaching it, but like I, I don't even go to the games anymore. Never explained why he doesn't go to the games. Just because he's poor now. I, I don't know. Free. How much it's, it's high school basketball, and he's the former coach. If they're charging that guy at the door, that is the worst, most vile school ever made. And okay, so then they have the quick conversation. He's like, "Yeah, I know the team sucks. Yeah, I don't do coaching anymore." He's like, "Yeah, I know I don't play basketball anymore, but I was just wondering if I had any insight." He's like, "Oh, here, take my playbook." And he hands out a book that says like. Playbook, 1975. And I was like, why did it take uh, Zach coming out to talk to you to give, like... like, Why did you give that to the new coach? Well, no, yeah, why did you give it to the new coach or anyone? Like, just be like, oh, no, no, these plays are mine. But then one kid asks for it and is like, okay, no, I trust you now, I guess. What? 
it's weird. And then he's like, oh, cool, awesome. And then he goes and the uh, the bomb is showing him out. And it's like, oh, listen, the other reason that one came by is because uh, we just Like, moved. why is this an afterthought? <laughs> they, they, he came there to see her parents to find out, like, whatever she needs that she still hasn't been super yeah. clear about. But, like, they talk about basketball the entire time. Yeah, that's on his, his way out, he's like, by the way... Heard about your house. Like, why and are like, we just now getting to this? And that's the thing is, I thought, like, okay, basketball, that's a way in to get to talk to him. Fine, cool, whatever. But then I'm like, no, yeah, you have a great thread, which is I just moved into your old house yeah. and I heard it was haunted. Is it true? Like, just open with that or I moved into your old house. I want to know what happened. Like, I, I heard this development. Like, just anything. Fake anything. I just had a thought. How long has Susie been down from heaven? Be like, since she died? Yeah, I think the minute. Because they made it sound like it was like a recent thing, but then they say it's been haunted for years. The house has been haunted for years. Did they say it's been haunted? For yeah, years? remember the electrician guy who's setting up the modem was like, oh, people keep moving out because they thought it was haunted. I think it's been haunted for years. I was under the impression it was like haunted like almost immediately. Maybe like there was a few year break, but then they got kicked out of that house and she was like, gotta go down there and fix it. I just think the way people describe it, yeah, it's been like haunted like since she died or whatever, but the way she talked about it, it's not like she just popped down from heaven real quick. It's confusing. It is. I think it's been haunted for years. Fair enough. But so, and she's like, yeah, you know, people talk, whatever. We lost the house. I think it's everything, pretty much everything we said, like the house because of this $25,000 payment, mm-hmm. etc. It happens. My grandfather, my father this died. This balloon payment. This balloon, yeah, this nonsense. The fa- our father died. We had a balloon payment. We couldn't make it. And now we're in this trailer. And now, and now they're taking the trailer away from us. He's like, okay, thanks. And he walks away. And then we just see the jerk from the basketball team, like, sitting in his Jeep. Looking at him being okay. like, what is that? I what is that Zach Sands got? such a problem with this. So all he sees also from our perspective. It's just him walk away. No, 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 no. Because he hugs Susie out of joy. They realize at this point, after the conversation with the mom, Susie is like, the papers, the deed. That, mm-hmm. that is the deed. My grandpa had the deed. No, we don't know about the deed yet. We just know that the, the papers related to the money, to something with the money. Okay, yeah, they don't know what it is, but they know that they have to find that paper or whatever, and then yeah. they're like, oh, okay. So they figure it out, and like, then they share this like romantic, awkward hug, Zach and Susie. And then we do with another thing where we see what the other person sees, and so Kid in a Jeep sees Zach Sands hugging air. Uh-huh. He's wrapped his arms wrapped around nothing. And what Luke is saying is the kid's eyes are immediately like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, what, how do you know he's involved in anything? Yeah, you just yeah, saw him hugging yeah, air. Yeah, well, he does say like, oh, that guy must be crazy. End of that plot line. But then he's, but then he's like, what is that kid doing? And at first I was like, okay, he thinks he's going to see the old basketball coach for something basketball related. And you know, basketball is his domain. So I was like, okay, maybe that's why he's mad. But then we cut to a scene of the kid and his dad, the evil real estate tycoon, right? And the dad is like, what was that Zach Sands kid doing down at the trailer park? Like, he is like... How does he know? He like he thinks he's, like, on his tail at all times. Like, he's like, oh, that Zach, those, that darn he's kid. He's been to the trailer park once. He's been to the trailer park once, and he's a, and he's posed no threat to him whatsoever. But he's acting like it's his arch enemy. Like, oh, he's digging up dirt on me, and he's going to ruin me forever. Like, I'm going to get that blasted kid. And I was like, you don't know who he is. I was like... <laughs> and he doesn't know who you are. It also gives, like, big, like, old man Potter energy. Like, he's, it's like, it's like he's in this like twist with the Bailey boys and it's like you don't even know who this kid is like you guys yeah. have never shared a scene my point is is that like we were trying to say that like oh Disney cut a bunch of scenes in this movie to make it kid friendly I just think we're giving the movie way too much credit on I that front I hope that every other scene is on the cutting yeah. room floor otherwise this movie doesn't I hope like they do, I just hope they just start dropping like F-bombs in, every, in all the important scenes they're like well we just gotta cut all the important <laughs> scenes because like the I movie's not gonna make sense then every well, that's... time an important plot point was delivered she slipped her nip Yes. And they had to cut it. They had to cut it. Something like something so. about the shock of the plot, or Nip would just slip because that's the like 
There's just massive holes. Yeah. Also, like, you can't even feed, you can't even explain it away by being like, oh, he knows this kid is always, like, a, competing against his son. This kid just moved mm-hmm. here. Zach Sands is a brand new student, and the, this guy the, thinks he is on his goddamn tail. The only thing I could maybe think is that he knows he just moved into their old house, and, like, he knows about the deed, and he's like, oh, he's digging up the deed okay, mystery. We, but, but, he, makes sense. but he never mentions it, and it doesn't seem like he really knows about it. He just seems like he's like, like he's like, oh, the, the maybe that, he's keeping tabs on who's moving that, into that darn house. Scooby Gang. Like they're gonna. That actually would be an amazing plot line if he kept tabs on people moving the house, and then it was him who was scaring them away, and then Susie's the first time it's actually been. That's a Scooby Doo story. That's a Scooby Doo story, but that's not the point. The dad is so mad at the son, like it's his fault that Zach is poking around. He's yelling in his face. And, like, stuff like that. And then this never really comes up that he's related to the industrialist ever again. Like, he's never like, my dad's gonna get you or something. Nope, it's just whatever. So then they go back to the house, and they're, like, talking, Zach and Susie, and they're like, okay, so we know they need this payment, but, like, what was it for? Like, none of this, it's not adding up. And she's like, okay, well, we just have to find out what, like, the paperwork was that my that my grandfather needed to give to my mom or whatever or look at their file and we'll get and we'll have our answer and he's like well I can't just like go into the bank and say hey let me see the file this file of these strangers I don't know and then he's like uh the only way we could okay, do it so then yeah this is ugh, yeah, God, the so the thing. only way we could do it is if we hacked their computers and she of course is like what's a computer and he's like I don't have time for that but I'm not a computer expert but I do know someone who is an eight-year-old child that lives in my house. So they go and get Terry. Who's going to hack a bank's mainframe. Yes, and, he, and she, like, has known stuff's been going on with Zach because he said, like, this is Susie, too, or whatever, or whatever. She's like, I don't know what you're going through. It's weird. And he's like, guess what? You're right. The house is haunted. I've been talking. This is a ghost. Been chatting with the ghost. She's chill. We need your help to hack a mainframe. She lifts things. Terry's like, this is cool. Yeah. And because it's invisible. Terry can't see her. And me This pisses me off. Me and I have the same thought at this juncture. This fucking thing. So the entire... We're supposed to believe that he can see her because he has the bracelet. He, like, gives the bracelet to Terry, and Terry still can't see her. Mm-hmm. Isn't the bracelet the device by which... You're allowed to see the ghost? Yeah, I had the exact same thought. I was like, so he's going to hand her the bracelet and she's going to see the ghost, right? Nope, just, uh, nope, totally goes unexplored. And But, like, so they convince her that, like, they need her help. They need her help to break into the bank mainframe. And she's like, well, it would get, I'd get in so much trouble. Yeah. Obviously. And then he's like, but ghosts. And she's like, ah, you're right. I do want to help a ghost. That's pretty freaking rad. Um, well, I need their codes anyway. And what codes? What for codes? what? We don't what know. Then, oh, just, just codes. Like, I literally I just think someone looked up a I glossary. I this whole scene and I paid actual attention to this bank breaking. Mm-hmm. I still have no idea what their plan was or what they were trying to do. And, and you, do, you heard it right. Bank breaking. This is a heist movie now. First, it's like. But don't worry. There's no music behind the heist. It's no, a no. silent heist. But, um, and, but like, I generally think, I generally think. They just looked up a glossary of computer words and just like stuck them in and was like, see, she's a computer person, like, you know, modem and have her hold the keyboard and like backup and just all that nonsense. But so, uh. It's jargon. It's, it's just it's a lot jargon. of jargon. But so then we cut to them walking into the bank. Terry's posted up outside the bank with binoculars right in front of a security yep. guard. It's the most obvious thing in the world. And Although admittedly, this was a plan concocted by an eight-year-old child. And she was looking at the t- screens to get codes for... Well the, well, the first, the thing is, so they're so, so the way they pitched this in the scene before the heist is that, like, well, we can't just walk into a bank and get their codes. And then they're like, well, there's one of us that no one can see and she can touch things or whatever. Yeah. And so my thinking, like, yeah... 
they're just gonna walk into the bank. She's gonna like open a drawer, see the code or whatever. Or Susie's gonna like talk them through what to do. Or be like Terry, no, be like Susie going over here. They should have the codes written down. Something or just yes. stand over someone's shoulder while they're entering. Goes tell us what she types in the computer. Yeah, I know you don't know what a computer is, but it's like a typewriter. There's numbers on the keys. All Wait, that. I stopped listening to you so. Long I know, ago. but what the way they frame it? So they have her sitting, Terry sitting outside. Zach goes in and starts just filling the paper like he's casing the joint. And then Susie just goes over the computer and just, like, sits there and waits for something to happen. And then, like, one of the workers comes over and, like, types in the code. Yeah. And Terry sees it through the binoculars. So I'm like, okay, great, you got it. We're done. But what was the ghost part in the But then Zach Zach has to, like, get the lady away to say, like, I want to open an account, whatever, distraction, distraction. And he fills out a check in cursive, which is a good lesson for children. You can't fill out a check Mm -hmm. in cursive. Oh, also, before, sorry, before we got there, there's also a scene with a weird old man outside in an ATM being like, where's the two? I need to hit the two button. And then, like, Susie reaches over and presses for him. He's like, oh, thank you, Lord. And I was like, first of all, how does Susie know how to how to touch screen works? I think Susie's powers come from the devil. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Um, But, so, that'll become important in a second. So, he's distracting this lady and then terry has like they have earpieces because it's a heist movie and terry's like okay get Susie to press fn10 like function 10 to print the code screen even though i thought i just saw her enter the code but apparently the code screen is like like the matrix like lines of code i don't know (sighs) and they don't know either because this is computer hacking in 1995 she presses the wrong button she presses like f and 10 and apparently that's break the bank money no button. this is a <laughs> button that straight up turns the entire bank into like you know how like at haunted trails they don't know what that is. they don't know what that is uh, but like you know chucky e. cheese yeah chucky e. cheese like a local amused haunted trails was this place where we oh grew my up, God. where it was like off-brand chucky e. cheese like it was a standalone like family biz and it was like chucky e. cheese if like the the mouse was instead like count chocula and that was like the mascot <laughs> of this place but it's like those things at roller skate rinks, I'm aging myself, or Chuck E. Cheese, where you go in the box, the glass box, and the money money flies all around. Or you coupons gotta grab if it, it was cheap. And you gotta grab it and put it in like your bra and stuff, and try to hold on to as much of it as you can. Um, that's what the bank turns into. Yes. They're straight because, up just have confetti money flying everywhere. Yeah, because the ATMs start pumping out money and everyone's like, oh, what? It's the 90s. Take as much money as we can. Why would that ever be a setting that would the it's bank would have implemented? Because it's a kid's movie made for television. But it's just like, yeah, just press these two keys and you're destroy the, you destroy the economy of this bank. But so then she presses the right buttons. They print out the thing. She grabs them. They leave. Also, there's very unfunny comedy with him, like, shouting, like, press FN, whatever. And then the lady being like, excuse me? It's not funny. There's also, like, the guard comes up and talks to her and it's also not funny. She pretends to be a bird watcher. And he buys it despite on. the fact that he looks... Again, like, it's like where there could be a conflict and she could get, like wrangled by the guard and like missed the code like there's just not she's like i'm mm-hmm. watching birds he's like yep and then i'm like all right moving on right so then they go back home and they're pouring through all the documents they just stole from this bank they they did just break into a bank and that's hack a computer true. system and they're like okay quinn quinn that's where we learned their last name's quinn i'm pretty sure and they, why did we learn that so it's fucking real late, late real late in the game for that i thought they were just adding the cue for funsies the whole movie and i was like oh her real last name is quinn mm-hmm. that takes until three-fourths of the way into the movie mm-hmm like and well, mo- that's Emma. The funny thing is, that's where most of the movie is. Is in the last three fourths of the movie. So they start going through the papers or whatever for Quinn, and they find that like the- a deed is missing from. I for- I don't know how they arrive at this conclusion. It's very sketchy, but it's like the twenty five thousand dollars was for something or whatever. Basically, they find out 
that uh, their the grand her grandfather had a deed that said the Quinn family owned like the majority of the town. Yeah, like all like the, the town, land, not just the house. Yeah, the land, which I thought was weird. Not like I didn't. I thought it was going to be like, yeah, they own the land on the house, or they own the land of the trailer park, or something. No, to, no, no. The, something, the to, something to disrupt the the tycoon's plans. But no, it's it's the whole town basically. It's the trailer park. It's the house. It's like all of it. It's pretty much. But the deed is missing, so that's why they can develop and cock down their yeah, house and all that stuff. Because it reverted. I did pay attention to this part. Yeah, it did revert after they had a certain number of years to come up with it, and they couldn't find it. They had like a a certain time period. The parents did. They couldn't procure it, and so then it went back, it went in the hands of the bank. And so then it's obviously available for purchase, yada, yada, yada. Yes. You know what I mean? But, and, but then the deed will totally become useless, like they can't even use it to stake a claim. What is that rule? That rule am, comes out of nowhere. Did, There's some sort of weird magic fourth quarter rule, but where on this Friday, if they don't procure midnight, the deed, the deed means nothing by, like, mountain law. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can't use that deed anymore, even though for the past 40 years it was usable. Now yeah. it's not. Well, yeah, my guess is that it's like, okay, well, the, we, I get, my guess would be that, like, yeah, the bank's going to take ownership of it because someone needs to be in charge of the land. But the bank's in ownership right now. Right, that's what I'm saying. But, like, so you have 40 years to find the thing and take ownership, and then if you don't, the bank's just going to keep it because you lost the deed because you're an idiot. So we got a good old-fashioned deed hunt where they need to and find the deed to stop point, the I was developer. Like, when is Friday? I have no idea what day it is. Yeah, so they're it, like, we have to find it by Friday at 5, and I'm like, is it... Monday? Is yeah, they, it they, made, they made it sound like it was like later in the week. And then we quickly find out it's apparently today. It's today. Today is Friday. Yeah. They didn't preface that at all. And so then like they're like, okay, well first, uh, we gotta find the deed. But like also before uh before they start looking for the deed, Susie says, This is crazy, we have to call the police and he's like, What are they gonna do? Like it's not gonna help and then like and we realized in the same moment Nothing about this is illegal. No one is no, doing no. No they, one's done anything illegal. You just need to find the deed. The police would just be like, "What do you want us to to do?" We, He's like, legally buying land. Yeah, that's unless all you find the deed, like everything is entirely legal. But so, uh, so they start like, "We got to find the deed. It's somewhere in the house, probably." And Susie leads them into Zach's room, which used to be the grandfather's room, and is like, "Well, he was going towards the closet." And they go in the closet and find just a, a hidden door, as one does. I'm sure that wasn't... That was so easy, too. It was, like, the yeah, first thing it's they the first thing they find. I'm sure that wasn't on any blueprints or... Also, like, you... Just... Guys. In this, 40 years was never guys, found. Guys, 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 guys. Feasibly looking at a house, you can, like, tell where the space is distributed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. can be like, okay, so, like, there's the front of the house. It's gonna be bedroom one, bedroom two. Especially if you're living in it. If you're fucking living in it. Had this been, like, a secret bookshelf that's Yeah, or a secret, like, yeah, just cubby drawer, roll or something. I... Yeah. Bible. It's they a They swing whole... open his door... It is an entire Parlor. second, like, bedroom. It's, yeah. it's massive. Mm-hmm. It's massive. It's bigger than a bedroom. It's like a second it's, living room. Yeah, it's and a, I'm like, how would you not understand that there was a massive fucking gap of space in your house yep. you didn't have access to? It's insane. And it's all, you know, covered with cobwebs. And it also looks like more like an attic. Like, it's something they somehow went to the top but of the house. But it's not the top it's of the house. Not. It's right it's, next door to his room. Yeah, but there's like a window. Like, whatever. But so then there's like, they spend five seconds poking around. They immediately find the deed. No, like. And she straddles him. She, yeah, she, like, tackles him onto, like, there's, like, a love seat and, like, pushes him out. As his eight-year-old sister is watching. Yeah, well, the sister can't see the girl, so she doesn't fully understand what's But happening. she knows what's happening because she, she sees him what's... fall over and she's like, Meh. Also, I don't Keep lie. in mind she's wearing no pants. Also, I didn't realize until Emma just said it. I don't like the word straddle. I just found that out the Not hard way. Not a great way. one. No. Um, well, there's no other word to describe what happened with him and the girls. No, I didn't say you were wrong. I just said that's, I've just decided I don't like it. And so they're like, okay, we got the deed. So now we got to get to the bank before it closes at four o'clock, I guess. 
And was it four? They said, well, they said we got to get to the bank before four o'clock. They said the the deed was good till midnight, I think, but they need to get to the bank obviously before it closes, I guess. Which also makes me realize this is also the plot of Mary Poppins Returns. Yes, it is. Yep, <laughs> I'm had to take a second to consider that. But so I forgot the plot of that movie almost entirely. Yeah, because it wasn't a very good movie. Um, but that's so, not true, folks. Just, I'm not gonna get into it with him, but know that I don't agree. Wasn't a fan. So then they're like, okay, let's go. Uh, and they're like, mom will be home soon. It's like, I'm, and he says, like, I'm a teenager. I can drive. I'll just take her car. And then she, they're like, cool. And so they rush the car. The mom's I like, didn't realize he could drive. Yeah. And yeah so that yeah. was, I, I was like, oh, he was like, we'll take mom's car. And I was like, can you take mom's car? Apparently. And, but then, keep in mind, he's 5'8. Uh, but then they bump into the mom on the way out. And she's like, oh, I just came back from the store. Like, and he's like, whatever. I need the car. It's kind of an emergency. She's like, oh, okay. And the scene's kind of supposed to be funny where she's like requesting items for the store. It's not funny. It's, it's not funny. Fun. It's just the, really boring. Like, you know, when your mom tells you what to buy at the store, that mm-hmm. boring thing you try to black out. Yeah, that's what that is. The funny part of the scene, though, is we see them getting in the car, and he, he like, opens the ta- the car door for Letarian, and then he has to open the car door for Susie, which I thought was funny, because you just see him open the car door for no reason. They didn't put Amy Jo Johnson in that shot, so he's opening the door for a ghost, which I thought that's was funny. very good. Um, but so then they take off, and this is where the dick hole in the, in the Jeep sees them, because he sees them, like, uh, racing towards the bank or something. This and is where the Wrangler. Yes, this is the, 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 the guy in the and Wrangler. And then I'm like, how does he know what they're doing? Like, mm-hmm. how does he even know that they have that? Like, does he know they broke into a bank? Because he wasn't at the bank nope. scene. How did he know they found it? Like, it, it's like, how would he even know the deed is in the house to like know to go to the house? Or, like, this isn't even this is even in the guy that's making the the park. This is that wants the deed. This is his kid. Mm-hmm. This is his random fucking kid who he sees Zach speeding in a car. He's like, he's got the deed. We need that's to stop him. <laughs> Like, it's the he like calls his dad and he's like, ring, ring, bitch, we gotta stop him. I'm like, what to do what? And, and I'm telling you guys, look, I know we are not the most observant people when watching these movies sometimes. Watch the movie and tell us you can figure out how this works. Because it's literally the worst screenwriting it's, I think we might have seen. Where it's just like, he's apparently God and knows everything, despite not showing us he knows anything. So, uh, then they get pulled over by a police I officer. Think, I think... To be quite honest, guys, and this, somebody just please, if anyone has seen the unedited version of this movie, write into us and tell us. Because the only thing. Do you think we're like David Hasselhoff and have a lot of fans in Germany for some reason? I think that our German fans will come through. But I, the one thing that I believe in my heart, like I know we're like, oh, we're saying chalking everything up to cut scenes. And I think a lot of it's just bad writing. And I agree with that. I think some of the jumping around with the Zack and Susie is just bad writing and they don't know how to write a boy falling in love with a ghost correctly. Which, to be fair, is difficult, I'm you sure. You Casper meets Wendy. It's perfectly done. Um, yeah, but they're like six. They're like 14. Yeah, she is not 14 in that. Yes, she is. I'm probably She's not sure. six. That's okay, like a baby. I remember her being like a child. Like, I was being exaggerative. So you can like barely fucking how, talk at How six. old is Casper? Wasn't Casper's he... like... 15 He's not 15. He was like a... In the first movie? In the first... Mm. He's that hot? Devin Sawa? <laughs> that was Devin Sawa. I fucked up probably. Also, but... did you just call him hot? He's a child. I mean, I don't think he's hot now, but when I was a kid and I watched Casper, I thought he was... Every girl had a crush on that. I don't know why, Casper. He was like a thing. Mate, does he... Repri- it's one scene and you're like, oh my god. Is he also the voice of Casper or just the body part of Casper? I don't think he's... Voice. We're getting on top of it again. We're doing it again. <laughs> we said we weren't going to do it. We're doing Why it again. Why don't we just watch Casper? It's a better movie. Well, I'll, I'll add Casper. I don't want to do Casper. I'll do Casper meets Wendy. You have to see both to really understand the universe. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Casper cinematic universe. <laughs> Marvel who? <laughs> Is there a lot of continuity? No, we're not doing this. Not. We're not doing this. <laughs> Damn it. 
Welcome back to my Casper podcast, everyone. Uh, Sponsored by Casper (laughs) Masters. We're not. Welcome to the comedy, our Casper fan cast. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. So they get pulled over by a police officer. And at first, it's just like, yeah, he's speeding, whatever. But then he, like, is immediately hostile. He makes them get out of the car. The sister's okay, like... Okay, the voice is a different person than that in I, live, Casper. Is he... Does, what about... Is it the same voice in Casper meets Wendy? Because otherwise I don't think that counts as a cinematic universe. People get recast all the time. Look at Mark Ruffalo. That's fair. But there's only two movies. <laughs> I, did the, was Casper meets Wendy in theaters? I don't believe so, no. I think it was straight to video. 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 But we wore that tape out, let me tell you. I love that movie. George George Hamilton is in it. How is Casper not one of the top films? <laughs> <laughs> it's called Casper meets Wendy. It's a different guy, Jeremy Fuller. Oh, I, I misread that. I thought it said Pauly Shore. <laughs> I was like, what? Also, why is Pauly Shore in that movie? I don't know. Okay, so they get pulled over by the police officer. And at first, it's just like, yeah, he was speeding, whatever. But then he's immediately like... I screamed at you. I screamed at you. Is this cop dirty? (laughs) (laughs) And immediately... He is! He is, but just like to this guy, and it's not even like freaking Biff in Back to the Future where it's like, I own the police. It's just like this one guy, I guess. He calls the guy. He does. He calls the guy. But like, okay, but so he makes them get out of the car and like immediately takes the deed and is like evidence. And the sister's like, you can't just do this. You have to like charge us. Hold on. The future that Casper means Wendy is a sequel to a movie called Casper, A Spirited Beginning. But it's it's a prequel to the 1995 film Casper. Wait, what? <laughs> Even there's, though this came out in 1998, there's a whole Casper trilogy. They Fast and Furious it where they make it occur before. It's so a prequel. Ca- so Casper came out in 1995. Casper meets Wendy came out in 1998, and it's the first one chronologically. No, the first one is chronologically is called Casper: A Spirited Beginning, and it's a sequel to that movie. And and a Casper meets Wendy is a sequel to Casper: A Spirited Beginning. And then Casper is the t- end of. The... And they're saying that that Casper one is happens after the events of the first those two. Wow! Even though it came out first. That's crazy. We need we we need to do all the Casper movies. We should just do them all as one episode where we don't the like CCU. Yeah, the see the Casper Cinematic Universe. Like we should just do one episode where we just talk about all three. Like we should we don't need to do individual episodes because I don't want to, I don't care about the other two. If I'm being quite honest. Okay, so he immediately takes the deed, and the sister's like, "You can't just take our stuff. You need to charge us." And he's like, "Well, I'm charging with reckless driving. Not something you get arrested for. That's a ticket most of the time. I think unless you're like wrapped your car around a light post or whatever." So he throws him in the but back he of the car. he cuffs him. Like, puts him in the back of the car, Yeah, right? puts him in the back of the car. And he, yeah, we see him go back to his car and call uh, Evil Tycoon Guy, who's... Well, you, do you remember his name? I was actually really proud of you because you remembered the bully's name, and I was wondering if you remembered the, his last name. Roger? I guess. That's what you said, like, the entire first time in part one. I think one. it's Roger. Uh, but Roger's dad is what I just kept saying in part... Like, that's what Fair I... Fair enough. I just... Meant. I prefer Evil Tycoon. Um, calls him and is like, I got him, sir. Also, the cop, I didn't notice until, like, literally the last seconds of the scenes again, is played by Will Sasso. Really crazy start to his career. I was just like, who was involved in this Pottersville scheme? Like, the police are in on it? We've never seen that to this point. Like, yeah. just have one throwaway scene in the beginning where he's, like, shaking hands with a cop as yeah. he's exiting a building or so Anything. Because I was like, he calls him and I was like, Wait, he is dirty, and he captured these kids because the Rogers' dad preemptively knows these kids mm-hmm. have the deed, and they need to be pulled over on the side of the road. How? How? I at this point, I stopped thinking this movie operates on logic, and that's good. I did because it's just this is where the ball just keeps rolling, folks. But so he throws him in the back of the squad car and takes takes him to the station. But what's weird is Susie, like I guess, really Susie cannot phase through stuff or anything because she doesn't get in the car with them. 
Like, they take off. She starts walking. She starts walking. Which, right, which, this is where we raise the teleportation question. But also, I don't realize, if you're a ghost, like, you don't need to, like, sleep or, like, eat or get tired. So, I guess you could just theoretically walk wherever you wanted to go. Like, what else are you going to do? She's been a ghost since the 50s, I guess. So, like, what else but is she doing? But she's in a rush. That, I, that's true. I, I guess she could run if you never get tired. That's a good point, actually. She's just walking. She's basically a ghost. Being go- a ghost in this world sucks. She's basically a ghost with no ghost powers other than be invisible. That's her only power. It's, it's- a terrible ghost deal. Yeah. So then we cut into the jail, and, like, yeah, they're full-on in the jail cell. It's also, like, a weird old Westworld-timey jail where it's just, like, one little cell. And they're like yeah, there's one the- cell. The key, like, he's got, like, the one big heavy key. And uh, you also could have just said Old West. I don't know why you went to Westworld. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> like, to keep my references quick yeah. and on, but so, uh, on here. But so, like, uh, he calls the guy and is like, yeah, I got him, sir. I'm just going to hold him overnight so, like, you know, the deed expires or whatever, and then uh, you'll be good to go. He knows How about it. How did I even know that? Oh. I, well, I, do, I guess he read the deed, and maybe it says it on there somewhere. But, like, they're all just, they're just sitting in jail, and Terry's like, we got to get out of here. And he's like, I'm not a freaking escape artist. What do you want from me? But then, like, we see shots of Susie She shows walking. up eventually. Yeah, we, saw, she, she, we see shots of Susie walking and the cop, like, faffing about pretending to do paperwork or whatever. And then Susie walks in. And then Zach's like, okay, I know what to do. And he decides... This plan I understood, and I liked it. Really? You liked this? I thought it was pretty dumb. Better than the other plan. Fair enough. But, like, he's like, hey, guess what? Uh, you better let us go, because my sister, she's known pretty well back east, because she's got powers. Also, where are they from? Los Angeles or the East Coast? Well, they because say... Because multiple times they say back east, but then it sounds like they're from Los Angeles. They say... I think they say at least California in the opening. I think... I don't remember the other times they say back east. But California is not east of Washington. True, but I, like, I think this... I've, I do not remember any other times they say back east, but... You would t- pick up on that weird, obscure thing more than I would. But she's known for having these kinds of powers, and she's going to mess with you. And she starts, like, going, like, humana, humana, and, like, shaking, and, like, uh, She's like, pretending to be, like, telepathic. Yeah, and, like, Susie starts, like, moving stuff around. And, like, at first it's like, okay, they're just trying to scare the guy. Whatever. But then Susie picks up a goddamn shotgun off the wall. Straight up gun. Loaded yeah. gun. Mm-hmm. But she pulls a shotgun and, like, points it at the cop, points it at Will Sasso, and he's like, okay, all right, all right, all right. And then, like, goes and gets the keys, gives them, they unlock themselves. It's also themselves. so jarring when you're, like, recounting plot, because every time you say Susie, my mind thinks of the little sister. Because Susie is a little sister name. It is. And Terry bit. is the wom- name of a 40-year-old divorcee. <laughs> so you're like, Terry, and I picture a woman, and you say Susie, and I'm like, little girl. But that's not what this is. Fair enough. And, okay, but so then they get the key, they break out, and then, like, she accidentally fires the shotgun to the ceiling and plaster she comes fires she fires the gun. She fires a shotgun. She could have killed that man. Yeah. But so then they, and then they take the keys to the guy's cop car, and are like, we, cause we gotta get, so here's the, here's the, here's the other instance of horrible writing, is they say, we gotta get to the news station. Why? What, what, what Weren't excuse, they supposed it, to go to the bank? Excuse, yeah, I literally went, but it's, excuse me, sir, uh, that was not, Anything was the goal of a news station. What? What is the news station going to do? But then so part of it plays in, Luke, that, like, their mom is going to be pissed because she can't get to the news station. They keep talking about that. She gets there just fine. Yeah, she gets there because the, 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 the coach the, the comes co- in. the coach comes in and is like, hey, it's our last game. Does your son want to play? And the she's best like, player in the country. Best player in the country. And she says, uh, no, probably not. But also, I need you to give me a ride to work. And he's like, sure, I guess. I'm a character in this movie, remember? He just shows up at such random times to just sit in the back fucking 
scene of every scene. Yep. But so they steal the cop car, and there is a decent, another decent joke here, which is he's Will Sasso goes on the radio and is like, "Suspects are taking my cruiser. They need to stop. They're armed and dangerous." And then Susie throws the shotgun in through the window, and he goes, "Okay, they're no longer armed, but they're still dangerous." That was good. That was a good line. Um, but so then we get another car you chase. Can't just throw a loaded gun. It's crazy. That too. But like we get another car chase. They them steal the, a cop. They car. steal a cop car again. That's crazy. These guys get freaking wild. Anyway, so they get to the station, and, like, well, while they're driving, he has Terry write down on a piece of paper, like, it has come to our attention, this, this, and this, whatever, and they rush in while they're, while it's on air. While and their says, mom is on air. Mom's there, and it says, Mom, you gotta read this, and she's like, what, what? And the station manager's like, what are you doing? She's like, you gotta, you gotta read this, it's important. And then he reads it, and he's like, like, do you have proof? And he's like, totally. And, but um, they, they they don't ever have to bear the burden of proof. No, they He's really like, do you have proof? And the guy's like, great, yeah. go. So she gets the go-ahead from the station manager, and then she's like, okay, it's come to our, our attention through unknown sources that, like, the... I forget exactly what she said. Basically... It makes no sense It makes no she sense. Says. Because you... It doesn't... Make, like, the words don't go together, mechanically. Because it's if, like, if she said this deal is illegal because... Or not illegal. This deal is now invalid for the land because it's the owned... The deed has been found. The deed has been found. Owned by the Quinns. The Quinn family. Any of that, I would have been like, fine. But they make it seem like it's just, like, an injustice thing. Like, these two people who mean so much to our community, the beloved basketball coach and his wife, have been kicked out of their homes and bullied by the banks. And this all was so unfair that she doesn't mention the deed doesn't show it on screen which i thought maybe be maybe what they were going for because like nope. because like if you that would be smart writing it was like well it's past four the bank's closed but the deed doesn't expire to midnight how can we like prove it exists before then if you had like filmed evidence that the deed existed maybe that would work but no that she doesn't mention anything she's just like but you know what now it's gonna work great so that broadcast like wraps after she's like you know, she reads it, and I don't understand. She just makes it like a sad story about the Quinn. She doesn't ever actually say nothing like, has been proven about the fact that like this deed exists, whatever. Mm -hmm. But then he turns to Susie and is like, "Unfinished business done. Time for you to take the Heaven Express. Choo choo, vroom, all vroom. aboard it's a car. to Jesus. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck." And then then she's like, "No." I actually would have loved it if at the end when she goes back to heaven, Jesus. Jesus came out and was like, "Hey, Susie, what's going on?" That would have been that, that would have that would have bumped this movie up. That would have been amazing. But he's like, unfinished business art is done. And then she goes, wait a second, Buster, like, Jeepers. She also says Jeepers. Oh, yeah, we, I don't think I don't we brought that up. That's her catchphrase. I said it Jeepers. in part while you might, yeah, you probably. might cut it out. But I was like, she's like, Jeepers, mister, like, your unfinished business isn't done. And then we cut to a basketball game. Wait, it's so insane because we barely even touch on him in the basketball. Definitely. But also, I want to get into this. While they're on the news, before they rush in, you hear them say, in sport, local sports news, it's, you know, uh, the last game of the uh, basketball people. I, I don't know what their team name is. Basketball yeah, people? Yeah, I, I, I don't know what their team Everybody, I, I the basketball people, I they are 7-0 this season. I don't season. think they tell us what their team name is. So it's the high school's last basketball game. And so what I... I was confused by that statement because I didn't know if they meant last of the season or like last ever because the coach, the old coach is like, oh, they don't care about the basketball program at the school. So I thought like they were like, I thought there was some like reverse remember the Titans deal where it's like you have to win one game. Otherwise, we're cutting the basketball program. But they never did that. Never makes sense. So I think sense. it's last of the season. I guess. But then why does it matter if they win? Because they they just need that moral That's victory That's of winning victory. Of one game because yes. they, they haven't won a game all season. Yes. So, and this is the other crazy thing. So he comes in full uniform. I don't know where he got that. Mm -hmm. but he comes in and he's like, hey, coach, do you mind if I hop in? And he's like, yeah, Roger, whatever the guy's name is. He hasn't shown up. And he's like, 
And was, Where the fuck is Roger? And then he says, like, yeah, his dad called him away. There was, like, a family emergency. We don't see any of that. We don't see the, the we don't see the dad freaking out and being like, ah, I'm ruined. Okay, or, but wait, also. Yeah, we need to talk about this. The Wikipedia. Okay, so if you read the Wikipedia plot summary, what Luke just described is the end of our villains. That we're chasing these people down. Like, they literally are like, where's Roger? He's like, his dad called him away. We never see the villain mm-hmm. be thwarted. And in the plot summary on Wikipedia, it says... Word for word. In the aftermath, the bankers give up and apologize to the Quins. Where do you see that? Nope. It's not in the film. The Kovic family leaves town. I'm assuming Kovic is Roger's last name. The Kovic family leaves town in an attempt on Roger's part to avoid criminal prosecution. Wait, 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 Roger's the dad then. I don't know why the kid would get prosecuted. Yeah, that's what the dad's name is, Roger. The kid's name is Ray. Those are two similar names, Roger and Ray Kovic. Yeah, sure. That's really not important. But so to to avoid criminal prosecution... So we. So never I guess there that. was something illegal. That, was although illegal? also, was, was I mean that he bought a police privilege or police influence? I guess. All I want to know is why this movie thinks that children understand property law. Mm-hmm. I don't even understand mm-hmm. it. They really maybe maybe that's taught in Germany way more than it is here. That <laughs> when like, you're 12 in Germany, there's an extensive property mm-hmm. law. Press. Like for, uh, like balloon payments. Like when we were in eighth grade, they went over like how the government works and everything. Like it was an intensive thing. And for Germany, it's like no property. We got to talk about property. Um, but so, uh, yeah, we don't get any resolution on the villains. We now it's basketball time, baby. And he's like, uh, yeah, sure. You can hop in if you want, if you've gotten over your weird psychosis. And he's like, definitely have new dad. <laughs> what? Also- Never mind. <laughs> um, and like, so he, they definitely were setting up that teacher and the mom to fuck, but like that never goes anywhere. <laughs> Just riding each other's cars all the time. He's yeah. just showing up at our house. Yeah, maybe. Although that could be us pushing Richie from life size on this guy because we just assume he's born no, in 24 he different old, He didn't care that much about basketball and getting the best player in the country. He had different mm. plans in mind. Yeah. He was using a different playbook, if you know what I mean. If this movie was allowed to be a little bit long... Oh, that was good. Uh, if this movie were a little longer, that definitely would have happened. But so uh, he goes out on the court and then everyone's like, what are you doing here, jackass? And he's like, do you want to win? And they're like, yes. And apparently just by me playing, doesn't matter how bad you guys are. As as long as I'm one, on the court. All you need is one good player. All you need is me, baby. And so now we just get a basketball montage of him, you know, doing his thing, shooting hoops, draining threes, whatever, like just killing it. And I think he does, you know, like a buzzer beater shot or something like that. Yeah. I was also hoping they there was going to be like a flubber-esque thing where Susie helped him like make the shot. Like, but I guess that would have been cheating. But like, he's was, the best player in the country. He doesn't need yeah. that. Or like, or no, not help him. Maybe he help, don't need maybe that. help the other players because they're so bad. Like Susie had Susie to help. kills all the other players. No, <laughs> and then so yeah, they win, and it's just an entirely a moral victory because they only won one game. <laughs> and then they see the Quins, and then we see them happy. Yeah, they're happy because now they apparently own the town. Although he never gives them the. Do deed. they move out of their house and oh, come back oh, to the Quins? I don't know. I assume not. But also, you'll be forgetting that uh, they to with the winning play because they have to go for three to win. Um, they take it out of the playbook, and that's the only resolution we get on the fact we had the playbook. I assume that was going to come into play. They, well, yeah, no, like he he pulls out the playbook and he calls the final play. Yes. And the coach is like, go for it. This coach again, so comfortable in the backseat. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're the coach. What is, you call the play. And it's not even anything like special, like a trick play or something, which I love in any sports movie. Love when, a trick when, play. When it's like, we need to pull out the one special play the we've been working. Like the, the flying V, the annexation of Puerto Rico, any of the, like any good, like, oh, we're going to mess with them or something like that. It's nothing. And then like, at the end, they're like, oh, you used my play. Great job. You know, it made me really want to get in and be an assistant coach. And she's like, well, you're still kind of dying. So the wife is like, let's calm down before we start making decisions about that. And uh, 
Yeah, he looks. He looks around for Susie. Doesn't find her. And then we watched. And I lowered down. I was like, "Are we going to watch Susie go to heaven?" Mm-hmm. We do. Jesus does not show. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Jesus is not at the wheel. Johnny is. And they go to. He goes to the bridge. Yes, because so he just it, knows. It's a wonderful life sequence. They're in mm-hmm. the bridge, and he tries to give her the bracelet back, and she goes no. And he's like, "Great, just what I wanted—a charm bracelet yep. as a man." The car that she died in pulls up, and Johnny Angel's in the front seat. Mm-hmm, that, that and she <laughs> runs to the to go get into the car, and then he screams at her, "I love you, Susie Q." Yes, while her boyfriend is and right I said, there. Chill up, bro. Her boyfriend is driving that. Her boyfriend is right there, and then her grandfather's in the back seat. We don't find that out until later, though, when he pops up. Like, yeah. Also, why does he still have to be old when he's dead? Okay, I wrote down, why is this man sick of mind while he's in heaven? (laughs) He still doesn't know her name. Yeah. The grandpa's in the trunk of the car. He's not in the trunk. He's in the back. It's not like, it's not like Little Miss Sunshine. The grandpa's in the backseat, laying down horizontally, mm-hmm. and pops up, he's like, Betsy! And I'm, and she's like, Dad, it's me, Susie, Granddad! And I'm like, why does this man still not have all his mental facilities when he's in heaven? Yeah, it's rough and weird. And the, and the I love you line comes right the hell out of nowhere. Um, and he screams it at her. He screams at her in and front And she of, doesn't even respond. And I would have loved, like, a shot of the boyfriend just being like, what the what? He just cat calls her and she's like, okay, and just yeah. gets in the car. Gets in the car. With her actual boyfriend. And Let there be a lesson to everyone. And, yeah, and then they drive off and I think you can hear the song playing over the radio. They drive up into the sky. Yes. And like... <laughs> That's an important detail. Yeah, that is true. And so then I'm like, okay, movie over, I guess. I don't know, maybe we'll get more resolution on the villains or on the house situation or anything. That's not what the movie does. What the movie decides to do is do a scene of him at school and all of a sudden... Yeah. I, I, I blacked this out of my brain because he, I hated this song. He goes to a locker, his locker, and then he hears a voice cutting through the crowd saying things like, oh, I can't believe I spilled on myself. I'm the new girl and everything. And also, I'm already making a fool of myself. the voice starts going and Luke goes out loud, not to me, just to himself. He goes, they're not going to do this. Because <laughs> I, so I knew what they were going to do. I knew where and this I was going. And I still didn't know where it was going. I was like, what do what? Hmm. And, like, so he keeps approaching this per- this voice. He follows the voice, and we see a woman with dark brown hair, just like a certain ghost. <laughs> and a banging ghost. body. Uh, yeah, just like a certain ghost talking to these two girls. And then he's like, hey, excuse me. And then she turns around, and it's Amy Jo Johnson. And he- she's like, hey, what's up? I'm Maggie. And then he just smiles, and then the credits roll. <laughs> and, like, I was like... So, yeah. The mm-hmm. ghost is now a different alive person? The ghost has been reborn. Man- and I guess in, like... And she's like, oh, I have to come back and bone Zach in real life now, I guess. I don't know, but that's Susie Q, and I hate it. I never want to hear another word about this movie. Like, and what's the, the honestly... The, Get better at voting, guys. This is, <laughs> well, I think it, I mean, it was probably a lot of nostalgia. But also, I mean, this is kind of before yours in my time, I feel like. Like, did you ever I watch this? I don't who time, whose time this was, unless that time was the big beginning of hell like i this is just not a good movie yeah well i also feel like it's the kind we run into sometimes where there's something here that you could make a semi-decent story out of but they just didn't do that and admittedly i should have known because it's written by the guys who write power rangers fucking love ghosts guys like you know how long I just talked about Casper? I could talk for 30 hours about <laughs> Casper. I don't think they did, because I probably cut a lot of it out. You better keep some Casper. I'll keep some Casper. But, like, I could talk for, like, three hours about Casper, and then an additional four about Casper meets Wendy's. I love these kinds of movies. I, I'm so, down so come to Emma's TED Talk about the Casper Cinematic so Universe. I'm so down for falling in love with ghosts. But this is a terribly done movie, and it's not even crazy what? enough. We've, we've been over this, I think, in the Halloween towns. What is it with you and Spooky Boys? It was the troll, it was the troll boy, and now it's Ghost Boys. I, okay, guys, listen. If you're gonna do a ghost movie, if you're gonna do a supernatural element, Mm -hmm. I want you to fucking 
go there. Like, yeah. commit. Have, make it a whole damn Halloween town yep. with trolls. Like, like, don't just have her be able to carry a basketball through the I air. want her like, to, like, possess people. I, I want, want to, like, slime. I want to see like... her, like, coming out of a grave as a, as a hologram. Like, like give me <sighs> crazier powers and crazier shit happening. Yeah. Way crazier and shit should happen. And some mythology about, like, if I don't do this, my, like, I thought it was going to be the classic ghost narrative of, like, oh, I'm down here because I have unfinished business. And if I don't find these papers for my parents, then, like, I'm going to be trapped here forever. Like, those are the stakes. Yeah. Yeah, taking clock, the old, and just ghost hijinks. Give me queer, crazy ghost hijinks. Yeah. Like all he does ever is like, like, have, like have, have her, hug the air. Have her like pants the bully or have something. Have her go through him. Yeah, I, guys, I just wrote a better movie in five minutes. Yeah, like, we, it, we we could, like had we done, been able to do one pass of this movie, it would have been a million times better. <laughs> It's so bad. Um, and also put some clothes on her. Put some goddamn <laughs> clothes on this poor woman. I feel horrible that, that she had to be or that Or just naked. put some straps on that dress or something. Oh, just some more clothes. Just more clothes just on more, the I'm just saying just so she doesn't have to constantly hike it up. And like She looked like her boob was going to flop out at any given moment, which is so jarring because she's flatter than I am. I was like, she doesn't even have boobs. Like, where are they going? Where are these coming from? They needed to get something in there for the horny 10-year-olds who liked her on Power Rangers. But that's not the point. That's Susie Q... It's bad, but if you really like it, maybe watch it. Um, but pay full money. It's on YouTube. Um, but like, if we, like, you know how there's like lost media? If I found out tomorrow that every copy of this movie had been destroyed, I'd be like, chill. Like, great. I don't care. <laughs> I'm really happy about it, honestly. I hope I never And I like Amy again. Jo Johnson. And I wanted this to be good, but it was a real disappointment. We don't do ratings. There's no tagline, I don't think. Please pick a better movie. We let you guys. This is a privilege. It's like taking your dog to. A fun park. You could lose this privilege, guys. Keep doing this to us. <laughs> yeah, hopefully our next bonus episode will be a better time. My day with the president's daughter was great. Remember that? Remember how much fun we all had there? No, I wouldn't say it was great. Life size was great for sure. That was great. Remember that fun? Remember the Lizzie McGuire movie? What a blast! Guys, remember the good times. Even that real steel one I did, which really shouldn't have been a bonus episode, but I did it anyway because we just started out, and I was like, whatever. But that's the end of the movie. Let's stop talking about it. Emma, where can people find you on the internet? Follow me on in- Instagram and on Twitter at Emma Stone Tyler. You can find me online at Wildfire underscore King. You can find my Patreon at patreon.com slash Lucas Tyler. Really appreciate it. If you could chip in a little bit, thanks to everyone supporting me there. You can find our podcast online at D Comedy Podcast uh, on Twitter. You should give us a follow, become a D Comrade. And uh, you should also make sure you rate and review us on iTunes. We find, oh, we passed, by the way, I didn't tell you, we passed 100 ratings on iTunes. Woo-hoo. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you all. I would say, I'm sorry we, I, yell you I would switch. celebrate it with another bonus episode, but we just did this one. So maybe sometime. Uh, oh, yeah. Also, check out all the great podcasts on Audio Entropy. There's one you'll like, I'm sure. Rate and review us. Uh, yeah. And, and apologize in that review for picking Susie Q. <laughs> and uh, also, this is going to come out before the end of July. Johnny Cabajal is probably going to be early August. And then we will do, like normal, we'll do uh, awards. So make sure you're watching our Twitter for when I post the poll for awards. Hopefully you guys have better judgment than you did on this one. We're going to go. And then we will do our anniversary episode. And you'll find out what that is in the Johnny Cabajal episode. Mm-hmm. So join us uh, for that. And we hope to see you guys next time. And if you find any charm bracelets in the river, just throw it right back. And don't drink and drive, I guess, is maybe the message. And put on some clothes, ladies. Yeah, something like that. Be comfortable. Mm. You don't need to wear that corset all the time. Put on a sweatshirt sometimes. Bye-bye. Officer! Look, uh, I think I should warn you. You should let us out of here right away. Don't bug me, kid. I'm watching the news. I'm serious. My sister here, she's pretty famous back east. All right, famous? Yeah, what for? Well, she's got these, um, special abilities. 36 hours.
Oh, yeah, my sister's got a gifted kid. Pain in the head, if you ask me. All them special classes, boy, I tell you. No, 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 you don't understand. She's got powers. She can make things move, make things happen. I told you not to bother me, kid. Oh, oh no. Oh, what is that? What is she doing? I don't know, but it's not good. I just washed this. I told you it wasn't good. Yeah, I should switch to decaf. Whoa. All right. That's very funny. Now, who's doing that? Who's doing that? Like I said, you better let us out of here. Oh. Whoa. Although it may be too late. Taking my patrol vehicle, you are in enough trouble as it is. Sorry, slipped. Huh? Let's go. Terry! Terry! Still being approached with the extreme caution. 